heresy and betrayal. These are the words being used to describe the treachery of the war master Horus and his three brothers, Mortarian, Fulgrim and Angron, against the innocent hive world of Istvan III. Once a flourishing planet, now a wasteland, desolate and lifeless, after the Emperor's favoured son unleashed the Imperium's greatest weapon, the deadly Life Eater Virus. However, all is not lost. Some valiant legionaries survive the onslaught thanks to some quick thinking and a timely warning. Hidden deep within a bunker, under the Coral City, these legionnaires broadcast the truth across the galaxy. Forever hunted, they have vowed to broadcast as long as possible and remain free. Radio Free Istvan. What's going on, Radio Free Istvan? Listeners, this is Michael with Radio Free Estevan, a Horus Heresy 30K podcast, and this is episode 26 of the the Radio Free Estevan podcast. I almost forgot our name for a second. <laughs> I almost said Kabuki Miniatures, because I'm, I'm ordering that Blood Angel right now, that <laughs> sanguine. But my name is Michael, and uh got my co-host here, Ryan. Go say what's up, Ryan. What's going on, everybody? And uh, we've got some some fun stuff to talk to you guys about today on this nice 26th episode we have to throw at you. Uh, we're going to go ahead and show you some, talk about some hobby progress. Uh, I was in like a small event this weekend. I'm going to talk to Ryan about some of the, uh, I played a couple games, got my, got my ass raped on one of the games and did pretty good on the other one. And uh, we're going to go ahead and talk what was probably on everybody's mind burning of prospero so some of the models we're gonna talk about the models and some of the rules that were probably leaked out we're just gonna touch base on those we're not even gonna really go into it too much we're gonna go into lehman russ a little bit and uh then we got some other goodies we got an, an auction army at the end that we need to talk about and uh then at the very end of it all ryan's gonna take a big old like swig of uh of humble drink and correct himself on some things that he said on some episodes there that are that are false they were not well i guess one was on the podcast one was on a youtube video yeah man i would never correct myself i'd say why would you even (laughs) listen to me (laughs) (laughs) well you're wrong about something just say you're wrong about it uh tell people what you're wrong about and move on with life no dude you you stubbornly stand by it and argue with people on your Facebook page about it until they come up and fight you for real. And then when they beat You've you You've been up, watching the presidential election way too long. <laughs> Speaking of Facebook page, guys, uh, we got to announce this real quick before we get any further in. There is a Radio Free Istvan Facebook page now. So if you just type in Radio Free Istvan in Facebook, you'll see our page there. And... You can send us messages like people have been doing already. Just yep. shoot us messages, and it's so quick. Like, we answer your questions so fast on there. So, it says says we have a very responsive rating on our Facebook page. I was just 100% very responsive, unless you live in Australia and you send stuff at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the morning. Then we're pretty – I don't know. You're up all the fucking time. You're up all night. We're like, I don't sleep. I'm a cyborg. I'm awake all the time. We're like on the like around the clock coverage. We're like uh we're like Comcast technical support. <laughs> so anyway, so that's what we got on y'all. We got for y'all this episode, man. Uh, I'm like super fucking pumped for Heresy right now, dude. Like, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be so good. We just talked about the Facebook page, Stephen Hillman, our uh, listener that does uh, Thousand Sons. He literally just posted. Minutes ago, 
those thousand suns we've been showing up off, he's got them all on bases and ready to go now with the pyramid and shit in the background. They look legit on our taking Facebook page. Taking a second here. Taking a second. I love it, dude. I love... Yep, there it is. God dang Commenting it, right now. So, yeah, go check out our Facebook page, guys. Feel free to share to our visitor post. Share your army. Share everything on there. And, uh, like, we're going to try and... It's, it's just a page right now. We haven't done a group or anything. But uh, the, the Facebook page, man, show your shit off because we'll gladly look at it. I love getting inspiration from stuff like that. And don't be surprised if people start asking you how you painted stuff or anything like that because it's going to happen. That's how it works. Everybody helps each other out. So very helpful around here. So anyway, so let's go into some hobby progress, Ryan. What have you done since the last time I talked to you on episode twenty-five? It would be easier to tell you what models I haven't built than okay. to go through the list of ones I have. I've done so much. Just say yes but or no. Did you build a horse? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <I'm> just played. <laughs> yeah. So so okay. So let's just say I built a ton of black shield shit. I can't go into it because it's super top secret of what models I did build, but I built a lot of them. I think I sent Michael a picture of the ones I built. No, you haven't. Like, why would... Oh. You definitely haven't. Well, we'll do that right now. So, but the one things I can talk about, I built a Demios Pattern Rhino for my uh, Blood Angels. Oh, I love Ooh. it. Yep. And then I, I still got to build the little... Uh, I got to convert another assault cannon uh pinnel assault cannon turret for it i built a scorpus another scorpus whirlwind this is number two for blood angel um i built some more uh, assault <coughs> assault cannon attack by <coughs> my uh, blood angels nice so i'm up to 15 now nice so 10 are painted <laughs> i just built five more i was like eh i got the parts laying around why not build five more? So I don't ever, I don't know if I'll ever run all fifteen at once, but we'll see. You have the having the options for nice, I'm sure. Yeah. How many? Wait, how many attack bikes can you have in a squad per fast check? Choice? Five. Five. Okay, so you got max attack bikes. I got max built. Yep. So here we're gonna talk. Why I grab something right here, and I'll show it to you, but you can't say what it is. You can make. You can. Uh, you can say, oh, that's nice or whatever, but hang on just a second. I'm going to describe it in, like, very odd terms that people might not understand. Like, it's going to be, like, I'll describe what I'm looking at, but, and then if you figure it out, don't go shout it out or anything like that. Like, send us a message if you think you know, and I will not gonna, confirm it. You're going to laugh. <laughs> you're going to laugh. And just know this isn't a magic trick. These are individuals. Okay, okay, it's some sort of, so it's sharp, okay, interesting. Okay, I did see pictures of these, yes, okay, I like it, I like it. I think that noise, if you if you listen to that noise, people can tell what it was. <laughs> like, if anybody's had one of those, they know that noise. Okay. So, right. that took a lot of time to do all that, so... I built all those. I built some uh, infantry for my black shields. I'm working on that. These infantry guys look legit. As soon as I do get those built, I will I will post some pictures of what the individual infantry guys look like. Um, every single model in this army 
is going to be a conversion. There's like not a single model that's just like a stock standard model. Uh, so my basic infantry, I'm using a mix of Sons of Horus, Sons of Horus Reavers, um, the upgrade kits for Corn Berserkers for 40k from uh, Forge World uh, with the the Sarum helmets with the bunny ears, but I'm getting I'm changing the helmets where it won't have any of that gobbledygook on there. I'm basically using the helmet. Um, and then some Betrayal at Kalth bits and um, some custom Shapeways uh, shoulder pads uh, plus some other bits. So every single guy in the army will be a conversion. So I'm pretty pumped. Dude, you really going out of your way there, buddy. I also ordered... A bunch of resin bases is the first time I've ever used resin bases uh, for an army. I'm normally just a gravel and glue guy, so these guys are all going to have resin bases and everything like that. So, so I know your your paint scheme, and really, honestly, if anybody listens back to some previous episodes we talked about, they'll know what paint scheme you're going to be doing. Yeah. Uh, like, are you going to paint all those yourselves, or are you going to get, like, perpetual painting to paint them? Like, Because that seems like quite a bit of work. Oh, I'm going to paint. I, I paint all my own shit. Okay. Like, I had Dave over at Perpetual Painting paint these uh, objective marker guys for my event, but, I mean, it's because I'm not, you know, taking them to an event. I never take any models to an event that I didn't paint because um, I don't want to win some painting award or win whatever, <laughs> take credit for somebody else's work personally. Like, I don't. there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, people that uh, want their army to look nice and pay you know, like a studio or whatever that had, you know, if they don't have the time or the talent to do it and they pay somebody to do it and they take it to an event and win best, you know, whatever, that's their prerogative. But I don't personally, I, if I win, I want to win on my own merit. My own work means more for. So I get it. Um, yeah. So these are the ones I'm bringing to stiff. So I'm trying to win that. Uh, I don't know if you guys will even have a painting award or appearance. Oh, we will. Award. So that's me. I'm gunning for that. Did you hear so, that other 59 players in the event? Yeah, Ryan's bring it. for it. <laughs> yep. Make sure you paint your army beautifully because I don't want it to, like, don't bring some, like, bullshit three-color minimum stuff because I don't want to win against that. That doesn't mean anything. So <laughs> You're like, I want your best shit. I want your best shit so I can show people pictures of your shit. See, go see how awesome this looks. Well, mine looks better because I beat it. That's what I want. <laughs> here's the award here's the reward it's like a receipt <laughs> yep so that's badass dude that's exciting so that's the plan so i'm going all out everybody will be converted got custom shoulder pads on everybody i'm posing them all cool gonna put like actually like alter the models and put battle damage in them I've been looking at that uh, Karen Douglas guys from Australia, like some of the Marines he's painted. I'm going to steal some ideas on things that he's done, like how he actually like carves grooves into the model and puts actual battle damage on them and stuff. Oh, wow. You can go so, out. Oh, yeah. See, so you, you're, you're, you're ready to start modeling some battle damage on your models. That's what it sounds yep, like. As soon as I get them all built. So, so anyway, so I built a ton of Black Shield shit. Um, all the vehicles for that army are built now, so I'm, I'm on to the infantry. Uh, I built that Demios Rhino, built the Scorpus, uh, built those assault cannon attack bikes, and then I'm working on... You've seen pictures of this, and I, I know because I just sent you a giant-ass building 
that comes apart with Zone Mortalis inside of the building. So you can put this building on a table with a, a two by two Zone Mortalis section inside of it and put it on a standard table and then play the game where you can actually move into the building and then remove the top and immediately start playing Zone Mortalis. Dude, guys, guys, if you're listening right now, I can't wait for y'all to see this. Like, I, I'm really looking forward to y'all looking at this. So I'm definitely going to post this on the Radio Free fan page, the Facebook page, under the yep. RFI 26 dump. But y'all need to go check it out. Just stop what you're doing. We'll give you a second. Go ahead and go pull it up. Right? It's great. Look at it. Look at that big-ass <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's so good. I don't see how, like... Uh, like I feel, I really feel like uh, Games Workshop is gonna like be contacting you about that, like because Mike Gupton over at Goldmine Games, like the one of our local uh, uh, hobby stores over here, like he builds all of his terrain out of Games Workshop's like kits. Yeah, and so like his kit, like he he had this beautiful uh, Imperial Fist like fortress that they actually put in the rule book and all that stuff. We've talked about it before. Yeah. And so like, I really do not see games workshop, not like contacting you about this kit. Like I, I sent him pictures of my Isvan board with like a bunch of forge world, like beautifully painted, like army staged on it where it looked like they were fighting and they didn't do shit with it. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to like, if you're listening right now, just like pass that picture around the internet and I'll, I'll make sure that, We'll put like some sort of some sort of. So why of, do you uh, think they didn't like my Isfahn table? Because it, like there's no obvious like GW kits that they could sell in it, you know. There's all kinds of bastions on it. Yeah, but like it's like it, if they if they look at your kit now, like your your prison that you made, like, <laughs> it, it looks like a prison. Like it, I'm, I'm gonna be real, it looks like a prison. Well, it's supposed to just be like a big. Uh, so the the mission for that is. It's the 40K Relic mission. If anybody's played 40K and played the Relic mission, where you put a single objective right dead center of the table, and once you capture it, it actually moves around with your models. Like, your models pick it up and move around with it. Right. So it's basically that mission, but we're putting it in the middle of a 2x2 two two Zone Mortalis that's then in the middle of a normal table. So you're going to have to advance your army up, get out of whatever vehicles you're in, storm the building, clear the building out, grab the Relic, and then you know, try to hold it for the remainder of the game. So it's supposed to be like a big, like uh fortress world, like armory or something. That's like housing, you know, potent weaponry or relics or something like that. Like almost like a Fort Knox. If you look at Fort Knox, the uh, gold uh, depository, it kind of looks like that. I just thought about that. Not that I intended it to, but if you look up Fort Knox, it kind of looks similar. Fort oh, Knox. Michael's looking it at does. it. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little Yeah, it looks just like Fort Knox. Just like a cube with a wall around it. Yeah. Less bastions and more snipers up there. Yeah. That's a big ass <laughs> fucking camera, I guess. I don't know what that is. Dang. Very cool. Yeah, it's like a little Fort Knox. That's exactly what it looks like. And then it fits so, a Zone Mortalis two by two directly inside of it, right? Yep. And then I even incorporated the Zone Mortalis like uh, bulkhead doors into the outside structure of the building, and the doors actually do raise and close still. They look great. Are you going to LED the inside? Do you need some LEDs to LED the inside? Um, I'm not an LED guy. If you want to come over and do it, you can, but I have no desire to do it. 
Okay. Fair enough. But I got pictures of like how I constructed the roof, um, all that other stuff. So it's badass, dude. It's way exciting. I like it. I, I like the way it looks. I like it. I mean, hands down. Are you gonna put the guns in on the little window slits or whatever, or what nah. are you gonna do with the window slits? No, just leave them open. Just like you know, shoot out of them, whatever. I'm gonna put some like, uh, I'll paint some battle damage and stuff on the outside to break it up because it's just kind of samey same. And then um, I have like those little the bastion kits come with like little corner cameras, like little cameras, uh, like you would like security cameras like you'd see on like outside of a bank or like a prison or whatever, like you said. I'll put some of that stuff up there. I'll I'll put some doors and stuff on the roof. I'm just I'm just trying to get it done for this event because the event's in two weeks, and then Jesus. So I got to get it all painted before then. I was hoping to have it built long before now, but it was like a nightmare to build because I ordered all these bastions, then they're back ordered from GW, then I had to drive all the way up to the north side of Indy to get like a bastion, and then I realized I still didn't have enough pieces, so. My buddy Jamie, thank you, Jamie, by the way, sent me a, like a bunch of Bastion parts from Alabama, so I had to wait on them to arrive. So I didn't <laughs> get it actually built until this weekend. And then there's a lot of like Plasticard and like Plasticard um, rod and stuff like reinforcement underneath of it. And then I had to make the roof out of Plasticard and um, foam and then like do a bunch of measurements to put all the spacers in there so it fits tight, but it also still will support weight. So, like, the way the roof works, you can sit it on there, and the way it's supported, I mean, you could take, like, Storm Eagles and shit, stick it on the roof, and it's not going anywhere. It's fine. And the way That's I space, the way I space the roof out, like, because certain models, like a Leviathan Dreadnought, is taller than the Zone Mortalis walls. Yep. So I couldn't have, like, just a big chunk of foam that set flush on top of the entire Zone Mortalis, because if you had any models that stuck up higher in the walls, it would crush them. So yeah. I had to put spacers the way I did it. I put spacers where that actually lands on the wall sections of the zone mortalis where it just extends the walls up so that you can have taller models inside of the zone mortalis. And when you put the lid on, it won't smash them. That's, some, that's a lot of, lot of extra thought that you put in there. Yeah. But nice. I mean, I dig it, dude. Like I said, it looks so good. I'm, I'm very excited to play on it. I hope I get put on that table. Of course, you, you know, the have to like drop pot in front of one of the doors and like walk in and walk in <laughs> yeah so anyway pretty cool took 11 bastion kits <laughs> yeah see that's the kind of stuff that makes games workshop like perk their ears up 11 bastion kits you say <laughs> <laughs> we'll make this a new fortification <laughs> <laughs> so so what have you been working on that's pretty much what i've been doing but i mean i feel like that's pretty good for a week I've done pretty That's, good for a week. Yeah, dude. Finding a way to get 11 Bastion kits to stick together. Yeah. Well, that, I didn't build, like, the, I finished that building this week, but I've I've actually been working on that thing for about two or three weeks um, just because I, I was doing it in stages. It really didn't take, like, if I would have had all the parts to do it, I probably could have built it in, I don't know, roughly, it, I probably got 20 to 25 build hours in it. Damn. Just because That's... there's a lot of precise measuring to get everything to line up right. Like, gluing bastions together isn't that bad, except that when you make them one long wall like that, they start, like, bowing in and out, you know? Yeah. Like, and then, because they're, 
then when you go to glue on the inside, the like floor panels that make up the roof, like because it's like this, and then you put the floor panel in, and you got to like bend them in, like it just sucks to get it to all stick together and be straight. Um, how do you and, how do you keep them all straight? Um, just use I don't know, just do, like do plastic glue, hold them down, just take your time and do it. Then you can um, you put like one piece on, then you put the next piece on, and then you glue the floor panels uh or the or the roof panels however you want to say it in so and then you go like you you do two side by side and then you do two wall panels because the the walls go like this and then the roof panels go like this so you can make sure you know that the wall's straight because all that will have to line up so you basically just build it a little at a time like doing one and then doing the other and make sure it's straight before you go on to the next panel and you just do that all the way around and then you use a uh, super glue and zip kicker so it'll immediately set and not be bowed out on you. Huh. But I don't know. Pretty cool. I dig it, dude. I dig it. Look at those pictures, guys. Go check them out. You'll be doing yourself a favor. Even if you got to pause the podcast. <laughs> I was talking to Zach about it a long time ago. I guess he was doing something similar. I don't, well, yes. our, so I don't know. But anyway, we, me and him talked about it on a TFL a long time ago about our ideas. Um, I haven't seen 100% exactly what he's doing yet, but I, his sounded like quite a bit different than mine, the way he's doing it. Yeah, his is different. Uh, two by four and all that stuff is included. Basically, it's a two by two that like comes out and all the stuff. Like A big chunk of the table actually pulls out from what I understand. Okay, cool. Can't wait to see how he did it. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm ready too. Zach, I know you're listening right now probably at a football game yeah (laughs) so anyway so yeah man uh what i've been working on um drop pods mostly i guess the i I finished up my drop pods got them all put together i get we we had that event this weekend so i had to have my dreadnought drop pods ready Mm -hmm. so got them all ready got my got my kids loaded up ready to go to to go to war um and then thursday wednesday and thursday i kind of had some time to just kind of like uh put some stuff together that i needed to be working on just if uh just because i have a separate project for adepticon uh but and i also have the uh the stiff three preparation so i ordered a mastodon that's going to be used as terrain uh, so I put that mastodon together. I think you can maybe no, you can't really see it. It's in that bright light. I've seen. I watched the last webcast. I saw it. So, on there. so yeah. If you oh, if you watch the last webcast for TFL, if you go to warhammer30k.com, it'll pull up our YouTube page. If you watch our webcast, I come in about three quarters of the way in, and y'all can see the the mastodon there. So I assembled that mastodon real quick. It was it's a pretty easy model to put together. Uh, so I got that put together, and you know when you you put something together that's not really a part of your army. It's not a really big deal or anything like that, especially in this case, cause it's going to be terrain. So like, it just felt good, man. Like I wasn't in no rush. I didn't have to like, I could mess up if I need to, like I could like trim stuff off. Like, ah, it's it's going to be terrain anyways. So I can just snip this or it was, it's like putting a kit together when you're like a kid instead of like, you know, like instead of something you're going to use later on, you're like, fuck, yeah. I fucked this up. Like, Oh no. So, yeah, I put that Mastodon together, uh, got that done, and I put, mm, I guess, 
one more bike together, kind of fucked up on it, but yeah, it was not a whole lot of hobby progress. I mean, Mastodon was, was fun. I, I want to start painting it. I got to go buy a whole new separate can of primer, I feel like, for it because it's such a big model. It's so fucking heavy. Like, I don't know. Have you held one yet or? Oh. No. <laughs> yeah, they're heavy, dude. They're very heavy. Other than that, man, that's that's pretty much it. Hobby progress wise, I got nothing really to pour it in. I feel bad for you guys listening. Maybe we need to start bringing people on the show that like have hobby progress that people don't know about. Like, cause uh, we people hear do us, pretty are, good. huh? We usually do pretty good. Like, <laughs> I mean, we usually have stuff that we build every week and get to put pictures up. I'm pretty sure they're like, Ugh, more drop pod talk. No more drop pod talk, peoples. It's done. The Blood Angels Uh -uh. army is done. So one of my uh, local guys just got a bunch of Dreadnought drop pods, and he was asking me, oh, is Max. I don't know if he listens to the podcast or not, but he'll be here for the event. Um, He was wanting to talk to you about what magnets you used and how you did it. So I'm sure he'll hit you up when you're here for the event because I told him to uh, talk to you. Or maybe you can just hit him up on Facebook and tell him what you did and send him some pictures because he's building some. Max Harris, Maxwell Harris. Maxwell Harris. I use these right here. <laughs> like I, they're on my mic. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll uh I'll start like a little Facebook conversation with you two and you can tell him what you took or whatever. Ten four. So Yeah, I'll I'll post it online. I know Jay's been asking me, but I haven't I haven't even told Jay, Jay Villa. Yet. Yeah. Like he, he asked me and I like to like, okay, I'll I'll get the eBay link or whatever I used and I always forget. I'm terrible about that. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> yeah, if you could do that, that'd be great. Because, like I said, a couple guys in my club are doing dreadnought drop pods, and they were wanting to know because the doors on those things are terrible. Yeah, I could definitely do that. Not a problem, fellas. So, but yeah, man, I do have to. Well, okay, so I ordered the Prospero kit, and I'm gonna. I'm trying to decide if I want to use those. Uh, Mark three Marines that are going to come with it to make tax squads for my blood angels army. Yep. Or I have Mark four resin. I probably have about 20 dudes in Mark four that I could build up. I'm trying to think what, what's what feels more blood angel. I'm guessing Mark, Mark four. Mark four. Okay. So then I got to build up 20 of those dudes. So that means I got to order 20 of the blood angel heads and 20 of the blood angel torsos. I will give them to you. You have Blood Angels heads and torsos? Yes. Out the wazoo. Like the Forge World ones? Yes. Okay, we need to talk. I'll buy them off you. You don't need to buy them. <laughs> Out the wazoo sounds like you have just enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, I found out this remind, weekend. Remind me after the show and I'll... We'll talk we're, about we're, it. Recorded, we'll talk. But when you come up here in a couple weeks for the event, I'll... Uh, I'll give them to you. I got them. We'll get we'll get something worked out. But but yeah, so I need to build up 20 dudes and I need to build up three drop pods. Uh three just normal basic bitch drop pods. <laughs> like so I did find a really cool like like basically if for for those of y'all wondering out there about my Fury of the Ancients list, my Blood Angel list that I've ran uh I changed it up instead of running Fury of the Ancients. I ran Orbital Assault, 
with that, you got to find a way to get your Praetor and your, like, because Blood Angels are so weird with the whole, I, you know what, hold on, what do we what do we got going? We got Hobby Progress, and then we got Burning Prospero. We'll talk about this in a minute. We'll, we'll come up later. This will come up in a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I, I that's going to be my future Hobby Progress is working on those three normal basic drop pods and 20 dudes. And then that'll fully flesh out my Blood Angel Dreadnought army to where I can make it legal and play it all the time. Cool. So, when you come so. to my event, if you need those normal drop pods, like I said, Perpetual Painting Dave said you could borrow his. He's got three. Yeah, I need three of them. Yep. I need three of them. He's got them. So. But other than that, man, that's hobby progress. I guess let's go into some Burning of Prospero. How about yeah. that? How about it? I ordered 33 for my game club. No joke. I heard if you order forty, <laughs> then like vendors you get, get them a week special. early. You get <sighs> you get you get all the spe- you get all the same stuff that. So if you order thirty, you get all the same stuff as if you order forty. But if you order forty, you get it a week ahead of time. That's way cool. So to I make, didn't to say like yeah, yeah I got. You. So I mean I'm still gonna get everything special, but I I didn't. I don't know. I just didn't want seven extra floating around. Yeah, that's a lot. Because I mean, we're living a like a super small town. I mean, I might, I'd probably eventually sell that many, like, but I didn't want to sit on it for that long. I mean, those are you know fairly expensive box for my little piss ant. And that's thirty three people ordered it, and just in your club. Well, some you know obviously some people ordered extra ones, but pretty much yeah. everybody in the game club got you know at least one for the most part. Are any of them like new players that don't play Horse Heresy yet? Um, but we got guys that are like they—they're not like new new, but they do have very small armies. Like we got a guy named uh, Jim that's played 40k for a super long time, but he's just now trying to play 30k. I think he actually just played his first—maybe he's played 30k games before, but he played his first 30 game 30k game here last night at our game club. I think he played a to i think it's 1500 points against kurt the guy that does all the artwork yeah and kurt kurt's new there you there you go kurt so kurt is just starting 30k so he doesn't have any 30k stuff but he's going to uh he's working on iron hands and he got a bunch of he got in on our last uh order when we ordered all that uh other forge world stuff so we gave him all his models so he's wanting to have it all painted or mostly painted and assembled. He's going to try to do the whole army in a couple weeks, two or three weeks. He's been working on it to get it ready for my event. That's fucking badass. Good luck, Kurt. So luck, I gave Lord I Sola. gave him his javelins. What did he have? A javelin. I think I gave him the Sakaran last time and some outriders. And then he's got, I think he's got a whole calf box. He's got all kinds of stuff. But anyway, so you'll get to see him when you come up here for the event. And then he he had his new uh, uh, Solar Macarius poster. He like I got the first print run of him. He brought two down for the game club, so I bought them off of him so that you can have one. It's like the yes. first print run of him. Yes, I love his so, posters, man. I love his artwork. So, which y'all can see on our Facebook page. <laughs> like, I mean, it's pretty. So, much. and I ordered some more from him. I think I ordered two or three more. So when the Swedes come over next year, I can hook them up with some posters. Cause I told them I'd get them some posters. Cause 
uh, Christopher over at Varengi and Heresy was talking about he just moved and he's wanting some like decorations for his art room. And I'm like, I got you some posters if you want them. <laughs> he said, Yes, I do. So I told him when Freddie and Jody come over next year, I'll uh, give them some posters and then they can distribute them at their liberty over there. Culture exchange. Spread that art. Spread that art seed. So cool. Pretty That's pumped. Pretty exciting. So going going on to the Prospero box, man. Like, uh, I guess I mean if y'all if y'all are living under a bus and you haven't seen it, the Prospero box and what it has. I mean, it's straight up. Uh, thirty ta- Mark Three Tactical Marines, five Tataras, or veteran tacticals because they come with like the holstered pistol and close combat weapon yeah. and all that. Yeah. Uh, five Tataras Terminators, five Sisters of Silence, five Custodes, and sure. two characters, one Space Wolf and one Airman. That's supposed yep. to be Airman, right? Like, that's like confirmed. Yeah, that it is, Airman. straight up, yeah. And then the other guy's uh, Gregor Fellhand, which is like Bjorn's uh, daddy or stepdaddy or godfather <laughs> or something. <laughs> like they kind of mentioned that like Fellhand it was a title right yeah like I, I always thought that like Fellhand like Bjorn like got his arm ripped off I thought that's why he was called Fellhanded I didn't know that was like a a title uh, not to be that guy but nowadays Games Workshop their like favorite thing to do is to retcon fluff so who knows maybe next week it will be Bjorn I don't know just saying <laughs> they just change it up yeah, because they want it to be able to be used in 40K, so they can't have Bjorn not in his yeah. baby Bjorn. And then everything is blamed on Dro- Necrons. Ne- Necrons or Alpha <laughs> Legion did it. In 40K, Necrons did it. In 30K, Alpha Legion did it. Love it. <laughs> so models-wise, man, I, I've been I've been watching people, like a bunch of stores already got them, so a bunch of stores have unboxed their models and... They're like slowly leaking out images. But I think Games Workshop has a pretty tight lid on, you know, like people painting them and stuff like that. I don't think they can post too many pictures and all that jazz. Well, I've seen some uh, one of the people we know. I don't I don't want to mention names because of whatever, but we know somebody and he's not releasing them. He was just showing us he's painting them for his local store. Right. And and he's been sending us images of just, you know, just us like not putting them on the Internet, like privately saying, hey, look, you know, I built these, you know, whatever. So we, we've seen some pretty good shots of, like, the individuals. Oh, yes, some really good shots. And they look good, man. They, those Mark III Marines, they look very solid, man. I'm, like, so happy about how those came out. Uh, I was kind of, like, and I don't know if I'm just weird or if maybe there's a lot of people, like, I don't feel like the Mark IV armor is as, like, kind of, like, skinny in the way it looks versus the Kalth Mark IV, like the Forge World versus Kalth Mark IV. Is like, You're saying it's dis- pretty close. The, it, it's, the, it's, the, the Games Workshop one is a little chunkier, but not by a lot. Yeah, but like I can, like, I could tell the difference, and it bothers me enough to where, like, I couldn't mix and match them. I'm weird like that. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I do it all the time. Don't bother me. <laughs> yeah, so, so, but... The I feel like the Mark III Marines, looking at them and looking how they look, they could be mixed in, and I couldn't tell the difference between them. They look really good. Like I'm really excited about those Mark III Marines. I don't know what army I'm going to use them for, 
but I did get a Prospero box ordered, like just straight up, like threw my money at my local game store. It's like, yeah, I'll take a box. I don't know what I'm going to use the Tartarus for, and I don't know what I'm going to use 30 Mark III Marines for, but I'll find something, I guess. Uh, the only plans that I have for anything is the coolest thing in that box, the thing I'm most pumped about, are the fucking holstered chainsaws that hang underneath the backpack in the back. It's like the coolest yeah. fucking thing I've ever seen. So <laughs> my uh, in my Reaver, my Black Shield Army, uh, I'm building a veteran, 10-man veteran tactical squad. Uh, and they're actually... So and they're gonna I'm gonna put all those on there for their extra close combat weapon. So I'm gonna like steal a bunch of those to build those guys. That's badass. Because so they, I'm trading look fucking awesome. I'm trading my custodes away to Josh and he's gonna give me sisters of silence. So you're gonna, gonna have take, ten sisters and he's gonna have ten custodes. Yeah, and with the ten sisters I'm gonna take, I'm gonna give them to my actual sister and let her paint them up and uh hopefully Hopefully, fingers crossed, start an army. And hopefully she's listening to this episode like two months from now. It's like, y'all talked about me on this episode? Because like she's into the game so much now that like she's going back and like listening to How old is your sister? Is she uh, she's younger or older? older. You're older? She's, okay. Yeah, she's 28, so. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm trying to, trying to get her into the game. I, Her brother-in-law, or my brother-in-law, her husband, he... Uh, he plays Iron Hands, but he's like, he's he's got these Iron Hands that I pretty much like gave him. Yeah, and he painted them up, put them all together. Like he's got some like really nice Iron Hands, and like he's you know really digs it. But he just doesn't you know if she's not involved. Like they do so much together, so I'm like trying yeah. to get my sister involved. So like, she. I wish my sister. Fire. See, my sister and her boyfriend they run a D and D campaign, so they're into D and D, and they play the version of D and D where you use miniatures, like you put out a map and you have a dungeon and you play with D and D miniatures. So they play kind of miniature games, and then her right. boyfriend, her boyfriend Brian, he plays all kinds of stuff. Like I bought him the, uh, what's it called? I think it's called Dungeon Saga. It's a, the Mantic version, Mantic Games version of like Warhammer Quest, basically. Okay. And I bought that for them to play, and he really likes that, and he likes playing Descent and miniature games like that. So I sent her pictures of the sis- my sister, same thing, you know, of the Sisters of Silence model. So I'm going to try to maybe get them into the game, and I might, you know, if they something they would want to do, I'd give them like a box set or something for Christmas so that they could try it out. Oh, dang, I didn't even think to give Byron the fucking the Mark III Marines. Those would go really good in his Iron Hands army. I think that this year I'm going to give away four of those box sets for Christmas. That's what I'm going to do. That's my goal this year is to give four box sets of Prospero away to like family members. They're like, you know, friends, like good friends that like, yeah, okay, yeah, I really don't. 30 K seems kind of hard, expensive to get into. Bam. <laughs> like Merry Christmas. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, my <laughs> thing is like, I feel like, I'll give them that box because even if they don't ever actually play 30 K, they play board games all the time. And they'll, yeah. you know, that's obviously designed to be a self-contained board game. So they'll at least get to play the board game. <laughs> give them the box with like a certificate of like, like give either, you know, perpetual painting or like black label painting, a, a like a certain amount of money. It's like, Hey, I just need a, I just need a coupon that they could turn in <laughs> to get it painted. Yeah. One Prospero box, please. <laughs> Be so good. So yeah, man, it's, they're solid models. I'm really looking forward to, 
to the Mark Three Marines and the Sisters of Silence. I'm, I'm looking forward to my seeing how my sister reacts to that. Uh, not a big fan of the Custodes, man. We've we've talked about this. Yep. Like, well, I told you I think the Kabuki ones are better. I like them quite a bit more. I yeah, same here. I mean, the it really doesn't seem like the. I don't know how to put it. The. I don't know. They're too fat, man. And like they don't match the do. art very well, and they're too chunky. I just don't like them. I mean, you've talked about it. I'm just not a fan. So if I mean, no offense to you guys if y'all like them out there, but that's just, I mean, they're the the custodes models themselves. Just not a fan. I actually, I also wasn't a fan of the Sisters of Silence whenever they released the video. I was like, oh no, I don't like any of the new stuff. I feel like an old man who just hates change. <laughs> and then, uh, then I saw the like the fake rules or, or the, the, I guess the, forty k rule sheet data sheets for them. Yep. And I saw the Sisters of Silence painted up in that like really rich gold, that red gold, like yep. beautiful gold. Holy fuck, dude! That makes my dreadnought look like shit, man. And my dreadnought, my dreadnought did the most this weekend. And like I feel bad now because I feel like I gotta strip them and repaint them, figure out how they got that gold done so I could paint them up, dude. That gold, have you did you have you seen the gold on those data sheets like that those yeah, sisters of science paint? Looks good. I need to know how to paint that gold. Like as soon as the Prospero box releases, I'm sending an email to Games Workshop to see if I. can Well, get when the you come out. up here for our event, you need to look at like I said, perpetual painting Dave's his like the models that he's painted for Jason Hall, those Mechanica models. It's going to blow your mind, man. They look so good. Those Alatax or whatever he's converted. He's They got the conversion idea from you, but Dave, you know, painted them up or whatever. And I think they look so good. The, the pictures I sent you do not do them justice at all. They just don't. Like, I can't, I, can't, I just took them with my phone quickly and bad lighting, and it washed out the the colors. They look so good in person. I can't wait for you to get here to see them. Can't wait either, man. I'll be enjoying my chocolate milk while I look at this badass gold. <laughs> I've gotten but... so many. That's something else. Well, we'll talk about it after we finish the. Remind me about the, because we'll talk about you coming up here to my event, and we'll we'll talk more about this. But anyway, let's keep talking about the box set. So yeah, man. Like I, uh, see, oh, fuck. I'm so I'm so caught up in that gold right now. If y'all know, like uh, honestly, like go to the Facebook page, right? Like and tell me how to paint that gold if you know like i need to know how to how to paint it but i don't know that's really all i have as the models like, they I feel probably like used the new liberator gold from games workshop that they you do the sigmarines so? in probably everybody really likes that color i got a whole stack of it right there on that right yeah. there there okay <laughs> nice <laughs> so, i saw I, I, um, I saw that that uh, Games Workshop uh, had posted a uh, like they were painting the the Storm thousand submarines. Okay, yeah, yeah, they're they're painting the thousand submarines and they painted them all gold first, and then they yep. hit them up with the new um, the gem red like it's like you said technical paint that we paint gems with. Yep. They painted over the gold with that, and like I, I was like, y'all could just stop at the gold and looks good. But I'm wondering. Well, the that's... the red over the gold is what Dave did on those Alatox or Alatax. That's what I was telling you. Like he was telling me that it was like Minotaur, 
Clear um, red. Clear metallic. I don't know. You'll just have to see them. I'm telling you, I you're going to be yeah, like, I have, these are the coolest looking. So, so cool looking. Damn. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing them. I'm looking forward to getting my box in, dude. So we got the box released. They released yep. the 40K version of the rules. So when do you think they're actually going to release the 30K version of the rules? Like when do you, you think we're going to have to I, wait until Prospero books, books? I say book seven. I mean, if they if they put Russ's, because we, we can talk about that too here in a minute, but they put rules out for Russ and it's just like temporary. <laughs> like you can, they're axe. like, the, <laughs> like, yeah, they're like, yeah, they're like temporary as shit. Like there's just no way, you know, it's like, this is this generic piece of war gear. This is this generic piece of war gear. This is his generic stat line. You know, like it's if there was very, a... <laughs> he has counterattack. Like it, it's very basic. If there was a casting call for a, what do you call it? For a, a Primark model, that's what, like, that would be required. It's yeah. like the resume of a Primark because you need these abilities. So, so, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, they might put them out before then, but. I don't know. You wanna you wanna speculate on rules? Not like prices, how much they'll just... change. Uh, yeah, we can. I don't know. Like, see, that's the thing. I I really don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they literally just ported them over. Or uh-huh. and I wouldn't be surprised if they were drastically different. Hmm. I I want them to be different. So, I think that the rule. I think that the rules for 40k, like in the setting of 40k, they're going to be total garbage. Just to be honest, uh, the the custodes in 40k are going to last all of about two seconds because of the way detachments and all that shit work. You can't put them in any vehicles, so they're just going to have to foot slog around in 40k. So somebody's just going to fly their Eldar over with D flamers and shoot them and just remove the whole unit. Right. You know, like they're just not going to last. Um, this the sisters might do okay i don't know i don't i don't i can't really speak i don't play 40k that much but everybody i know that plays 40k look those things and we're like yeah these are going to be terrible in 40k nobody's going to use these poor girls so um in 30k though i feel like i mean me and you kind of talked about like if they just ported the rules over it still depends on a lot of stuff like are you going to be able to join like primarchs and shit to them like you know marine characters are they going to be able to ride in transports or get their own transports that are equivalent because i'll tell you right now if they just ported over those custodes rules directly into 30k at the same points and you could basically put them in a spartan or whatever and put a primark with them good fucking luck man i mean they're better like we talked about it before like the i feel like the best like just taking a unit in a vacuum with no support, like not attaching characters to it or whatever, just like here's this unit. I think the hardest to kill meanest assault unit in the game is probably fire drakes. And these guys are cheaper than fire drakes and better across the board. Yeah. By like 25 points. No, like it's 15 points. It's 260 to 275, right? Yeah. And fire drakes come with a combi bolter and a power weapon, and those guys come with, you know, the the spear or the sword, and then if you can upgrade for ten points a guy to the three plus in ball. So you're gonna see 
most people are going to run a mixed unit and run like, you know, maybe like six of them, six, seven, something like that. Run like three shields and then the rest halberds. And then yep. give one of the shield guys a banner, get rid of the stupid AP three sword and take a banner so that it gives all the halberd guys plus one attack. So it's like running another halberd guy without actually running one. Yeah, that's right. And then you're going to always want to give your make the sergeant in the squad because he already comes base with an extra attack, a halberd guy. So you get more halberd attacks because the shield and sword guys are just going to be invulnerable. Yeah, yeah, invulnerable save. And then once they get into close combat, the halberd guys sort of have an invulnerable save with the block ability. It's, you know, you're basically canceling out whole attacks. It's yeah. not as good as an invul save, but it's it's kind of similar. Same sort of similar effect. But the fact that they're tough five, Eternal Warrior, two wounds, they're going to be really hard to remove. Especially in 30k. Three attacks apiece. Well, with the banner, they're going to go to four. Five attacks on the charge. It's a pretty beat face unit, man. Yeah. And a lot of AP2 at initiative, if you have those spears in there. And they're fearless. Yep. Cause fear strike. And they're not subject to like because they're just in art like whatever armor they're in, they don't have like they can they can still run. There's sweep. Sweep. All the jazz. Overwatch, all that. Should be interesting. I'm kind of I'm interested in seeing how they're gonna be incorporated into the rules. I'm I'm really interested in seeing that. And did you see in the background of the 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 rules? There's like the contemptor. Is that gold contemptor? Yeah. So, I guess it's like a they started painting up the Prospero burns or book seven stuff for them. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I'm curious to see how how close the 30k rules are to the 40k rules. I hope they change. I'm thinking it's going to be a whole separate army. I don't think it's going to be like a take this inside of your existing army or whatever. If they're showing us a Custodes Contemptor, then it might be like, because why would you take a Custodes Contemptor over your normal Contemptor inside your army, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I don't really know. This is just all us just discussing it. Like, I have no clue. Sisters of Silence, I could see you taking Sisters of Silence. Like right. I said, my only fear about all this is that just from a fluff standpoint, I mean, I play both Loyalist and Trader, but I don't want to like go to Adepticon or go to Stiff as a Trader player and have to fight these things in everybody's army list. And I'm not saying that like because they're powerful. Like, I don't even know because we haven't seen the rules. I'm just saying from a pure fluff standpoint, it will be retarded if they're in every army. Like, I have no desire to see that. Custodes or Sisters of Silence? Kind of both. But more well, sister, like like sisters of silence, like I could see them sending some sisters. It's like, oh, Lorgar's there. Okay, hold on, take these girls with you. Just don't put them in a room with. Yeah, but like, you're not your when you astropath. go to an event like that. <laughs> when you go to an event, you don't know that you're going to be fighting anybody with Lorgar. You may fight night lords every game or whatever. Well, like, but like if you're looking at like from a fluff standpoint. And you knew you were going to go to a system with some traitor Primarchs there. 
I feel like like if a trader Magnus is gonna be there, I don't know. I like I said, like I just be- feel like me and you talked about it before the show. I truly feel like if you're a trader Marine running around in the galaxy before Battle for Terra, the odds of you running into a custode and having to fight him is the same odds of me right now driving to Walmart and getting pulled over by Barack Obama's Secret Service and written a ticket. Right. No, exactly. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Like, the only example I could think of is the whole, you know, Argyll Tall thing or whatever. Like, that's the only example. Yeah, of because they, they, the word, they wanted, they sent a, like 20 custos or whatever to make them babysit the word bearers because of their past transgressions about worshiping the emperor. And they were yes. like, they had to stick with them to make sure that they had, you know, sworn off their wicked ways and were now on the straight and narrow. And then the only other time was when the Space Wolves really pissed the Emperor off. Or not the Space Wolves, the Thousand Sons, and he sent the Space Wolves to sanction them. And then he sent the Custodes with them as, like, his, you know, envoy or eyes and ears because he was busy uh, killing basements in the demon, or demons in the basement of the palace. Yeah, he was was busy doing sneaky shit. Yeah. But other than that, (laughs) you know, look at all these books out there and there's never really other than like one off, like here's some blood game book or whatever. There's never any custodes anywhere other than on Terra. <laughs> so I just hope people don't throw them in every army list. Cause it's going to get old really fast. I mean, I know it's new and it's a new shiny thing. So you're going to see a lot, but I just worry about putting them in a starter box like this where everyone has access to them and all these new players are going to have them and everybody's going to want to use them. And you're going to go to an event and they're going to be on every table and it's going to be like, uh, it just gets like, that's one of the things that turns me off from 40 K is when you go to this, these GTs, regardless of what art, because of the way detachments and shit work in 40 K it's like, here's my space Marine army and a Wraith Knight, or <laughs> here's my space Marine army and my Tau Riptide detachment. You know what I mean? So you see like Wraith Knights and Riptides literally in every army, whether they're playing orcs or Necrons or Marines, like, they're just on every table. So you go to these events and it's like, you see rip, like every table has a riptide on it. Like, I just don't want that to happen with 30 K. Like, have you seen that comic where it's like the, the ultramarine, it's like this ultramarine and like the ultramarine gets ripped open and a demon comes out of him. And this demon goes, ha 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 time to die scum. And he starts killing ultramarines and the, the ultramarine like captain's like, bro, what are you doing? He's like, He's like, they summoned me to kill you. He goes, no, we summoned you. He's like, that's the enemy. And it's like all these like chaos space breeds. Oh, and the demon of demonology. Goes, yeah. The demon goes, it's a weird time for 40K. Like he's, <laughs> like, he's all like, fuck, okay. <laughs> so I don't know. I just, we'll see. It, you know, like I said, it's too early to panic. I'm just saying those are things I don't really care to see personally. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to do the the cup half full kind of thing and hope for the best on this. Yeah. I mean, as a, as a trader player, if I never have to play against custodes, I'd be fine with that until we get to battle for Terra. I mean, I play trader in loyalist. I'm just saying like, if I went to event and didn't have to say a single one, it wouldn't upset me. I'd be like, all right, cool. That makes sense. Go back to the palace and guard the emperor. That's what you do. Why are you here? I like the idea of the sisters of silence causing fear. They're fear and fearless, and they have psycho abomination. I see them causing fear to psychers, but why would anyone else care? I don't know. Like, Maybe they realize they, they really fucked up. They're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like they, 
they they went through all the trouble to get these girls out here. They must be really be mad. We we did make a joke. I probably like it is what it is, but we were just making a joke that Games Workshop finally put girls in the game or women in the game. And they, of course they were women that can't talk. <laughs> There's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> and they're like they're like every classic like girl in the comic book shop. They cause fear. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> Space Marines are like, <laughs> it's a girl. That's uh, pretty funny. All those redheaded sisters. Are they all are they all redheaded or is that just something that like I think they just dye their dye their top knot, whatever. I don't know. I don't think that'd be redheaded. Okay, so they dye their top knot. Okay. I'm well, I, no, I'm just saying I don't know. <laughs> like, okay, that's canon. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no more questions. Yeah. No, I don't know. I because I've seen them. I thought in the art some of them were black. Or is it always red? I don't know. Like I'm looking at the the actual like this dude that painted this up and all of them are red. And I'm like, what? I think in the art, some of them are black and some of them are red. I thought in the, like the uh, visions of heresy book. I have it in the other room. I can look it up. No, no big I deal. I can type in sisters of silence, but I don't know. I'm excited about all the Mark three stuff. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of, I mean, I think the sisters of silence models are cool and I like them in the fluff and all that stuff. I just, like I said, it, I they're fine in moderation. I just don't want to see them in every damn game. Right. I get it, man. I feel you. I feel like everybody feels that way, too. Maybe newer I don't players know, man. But... I, I see a million people on Facebook. I'll trade you for your sisters. I'll trade you. I'm telling you, they're going to be fucking everywhere. I don't know. Not in our core group. I don't feel like probably not in your core group either. Nah. Nope. We'll be all right. We'll be okay. I, right, I might run some Sisters of Silence. Might drop pods of Sisters of Silence into somebody's <laughs> face just to scare all the boys. Well, currently, I mean, it depends on, like I said, how they implement them. If they are their own faction, you have to take them as allies or whatever. They're not going to be able to go and drop pods unless they get their own. Uh, you, even, even with Sworn Brothers, the highest ally level, you can't use each other's transports. that would totally make anybody not want to use them <laughs> like yeah. run them forward it's a long walk boy yeah. girls <laughs> oh they're all like ah fossex quad mortars my only weakness <laughs> <laughs> splat mm. so there's that and then lehman rust drop man lehman rust Available for order. His model looks great. What else can be said about Lehman Russ other than he looks great? He's got basic bitch rules, like like little like no rules that I don't know. So I showed my wife now I can't get this out of my head. You'll get a kick out of this. So I showed my wife the model. Because she doesn't play or whatever, but she likes she's painted a few models. She just like likes it as like this looks neat. This is kind of like a work of art type thing. That's how she looks at it. So I showed her the Rust model on Forge World, the 3D view, and she was looking at it. And um, she's like, man, I really like this model, but his face, something about his face I hate. It sucks. I don't like his face. She goes, it's his his teeth. It's his teeth. He looks like Gary Busey. He's got (laughs) Gary Busey teeth. And if you look at the model, now I can't get it out of my head. Now every time I look at Lehman Russ's model, I just see Gary Busey's face. 
and him doing some like uh, his like little acronym things. Wolf, W O F F, World of Lycanthrope. You know what? You know what I mean. He makes up those fucking acronyms on the spot. Did you ever watch him on The Apprentice or anything like that? Yes, and I'm looking at him right now. God damn it, he looks like Gary Busey. (laughs) The teeth, man. The teeth. Because he's like snarling in his eyes, like he, you know. (laughs) Gary Busey. I can't get that out of my head that he's got Gary Busey teeth. Did you see his hair comes in three parts? No, that's pretty funny. If does does the Corax model's hair does it? Is it like that too, or is it all one piece? It's like a solid piece. Is Fulgrim the same way? All solid piece. I've never put together Fulgrim. I haven't either. Uh, I want to. Yeah, yeah. His uh, Korax's hair is attached to him. I had to like his hair. I guess it's because it's like laying over his shoulder, where it like goes on both sides. Is that why? Who? Korax Um, or Fulgrim? No, uh, Russ. That's why it's three pieces. Oh. Because uh, of the no, way. he's got like he's got like a braid, and he's got like a bottom, like his mullet, and then uh, Dave, uh, David with uh, Black Label Painting did the unboxing. Yeah, and he unboxed it live, and like there's like a, it's like you get this little sprue, and it's like head, top knot, or like braid, mullet, like it's it's crazy. It's like three pieces <laughs> to make his hair up, to make it flow right. I was like, that's pretty neat you know (laughs) does it come with rancid butter to smear in it yeah that's what that's how they use that's what they used for hair gel back in the day according to dan carlin why would they care about their hairstyle like why would they care because vikings like they would like spike their hair or make themselves look intimidating so they would smear rancid butter in their hair to like you know style it like to make a mohawk out of it or to do whatever Interesting. Or, I, I guess they wouldn't be that. like Vikings, like the you know barbarian raiders, like because this is supposed to be like Roman, like when they sacked Rome and all that. Oh, well, in the future, I feel like there's hair gel, pomade <laughs> in the year 30k. So Lehman like Russ uses Axe body spray and pomade. <laughs> yeah, for sure, to cover a scent. I don't know. I feel like he does. He's a hunter. You can't have, like, scented shit if you're a hunter. Well, he's not going to use butter, rancid butter. I know some <laughs> hillbilly guy that his wife, she said his camo stunk, his deer hunting camo stunk, so she thought she was doing him a favor, and she washed it. And they oh. got in a giant argument, like, for, like, a week. Like, he was so mad at her that she had washed his... His camo. Uh, camo. Yeah, because now it smells like, you know, fucking people. He's like, you can't hunt this! You kidding me, woman? <laughs> I gotta go roll around in the dirt again for two days. Like his world had ended. He's like big into honey. He was so pissed. <laughs> Pretty funny. Yeah, I'd be afraid to be hunted by Lehman Russ. Like that's probably like up there in the top list of things you don't want to have fucking happen to you night honor would be worse but yeah both of the like well you don't really want to be hunted by any primark but <laughs> okay so the okay so the three okay let's, let's let me think about this let me put you in a scenario here oh lord okay so you're in your hometown right okay okay the emperor says he's gonna send a primark after you to come get you <laughs> okay okay 
and he's he's either gonna say Mortarian, Lehman Russ, or Night Hunter to come okay. get your ass. He's not bringing anybody else. Well, they're gonna just fucking find you. Yeah, you have a seventy-two hour window to get the fuck from your hometown where you're at right now. You have yep. seventy-two hours to get the fuck out of there before you die. Which one do you want him to send to come look for your ass? Which one do you think you'll last out the longest with? Lehman Russ. Why is that? I think Mortarian just like virus bombs my town or just drops a bunch of Fosfex on it and kills me along with everyone else. No, he's got like, to get you. He's not going to kill you. He's not going to kill you. They're just going to come get you for the Emperor to murder you. Oh, they have to just like, come capture you? Yeah. Uh, Mortarian then at that point. I mean, he still does like the ghost walk thing. I just have a feeling he would just be like, he'd be like the sneaky guy from that Adam Sandler movie. I'm so sneaky. Like he just appears <laughs> like that's Mortarian with his ghost walk. Like, hey, where's that guy? Oh, god damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could, like, Nighthaunter's going to kill you. Like, he would just disobey the orders and kill you. <laughs> so he's like, Nighthaunter's just off the list. Like, he's just <laughs> off the list. Like, you're going to be a face that gets, like, mailed back to the Emperor in a manila envelope or some shit. Like, here you go. <laughs> it's like, like sorry, I'm sitting, didn't make it. I'm sitting Nighthaunter to come get you. Yeah. I'll just come to you. I just like, can I? Yeah, just... I just go. Like he would be the worst. <laughs> I think I don't know, man. I feel like Lehman Russ would track you down by smelling you. Yeah, he would, but he's like, I trust him the most to like not like if he was Kill like you? sent to just get you. Like I feel like he would be the one that would be like he would just come get like he would be relentless and come after you, and it would still be scary. But I feel like he would follow the rules more closely than the other two. Okay. Yeah. As like, I mean, like thinking about it now, like as long as the word didn't get intercepted somewhere along the lines, like, I think that's like, then you'd be fine. But if you know, right. Plus, I mean, (laughs) the way I understand it, space wolves don't like to fly. So I just get on like a fucking jet and just fly around the world for 72 hours or whatever. Or just plane hop or whatever. Lehman Russ can't catch me. He can't run as fast just, as a plane. Just watching you. Just watching the plane fly. Yeah. Or I jump in a water and like swim away from him because you know his ass doggy paddles. He can't <laughs> catch me with that bullshit doggy paddle. Can space marines swim? I mean, I feel like their armor definitely weighs them the fuck down. But is there like... Yeah, they just walk on the bottom. They have the multi-lung. They can breathe underwater. They literally just walk on the ocean floor. I guess the so pressure like, would kill them. So if you were in a boat... Like he'd, a, submarine, well, he'd just take us. a submarine is the safest way to not be captured by a space marine. I guess. Like thinking about it right now, like a sub, a sub floating in the middle of the ocean, not at the bottom of the ocean, not at the <laughs> top of the ocean where they can just like get a storm lord or uh, I'm sorry, a, 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 a storm eagle and just like hover above you and get you. So if you're in a submarine, you'd be safe. Yeah, there's no Primarchs whose domain is water. There's no Aquaman Primarch. Which seems like kind of a waste, you know? Like, if you really... Maybe maybe that was one of the two missing ones. There's, like, an ocean Primarch, like Aquaman, <laughs> wearing that, those shitty green jeggings <laughs> and, an orange, and an orange Under Armour workout shirt directing fish. What do you do? I talk to fish, and I swim really good with the... Sh- like, I don't know. I wonder how many liquid planets there are out there. 
just like that, or not even like just liquid water, just like planets that are covered well, in like fin- liquid. Fenris, like Lehman Russ is on Fenris, and Fenris is like an ice planet with like well, oceans, but the, almost all oceans. of its ocean, and then there's yeah. like one one continent that's like Antarctica that constantly splits up and rearranges. So Lehman Russ can totally swim. <laughs> like, I'm sure he if, can. Yeah, because there's all these like space wolf books of them like going out and hunting krakens and shit in the water. So he'd so probably. I guess, if you were in your sub, he'd probably like strip his armor off, like just swim dive down. He's like swim got, to your sub. Yeah, swim to your sub. Like he's on the outside of it, like just tearing a hole through the sub. <laughs> you just you just hear <laughs> No <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somebody's here. <laughs> yeah. Like just Sir, I don't know how, but somehow we're uh I still we're, say we're doggy, surfacing. I still say doggy paddles. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you made me swim to get you. I'm sorry, leaving Russ. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's all like Gary Busey. Looks just like <laughs> Gary Busey with like long hair. Well, now like now picturing Lehman Russell with a Gary Busey face is like <laughs> like he's way scarier now with a fucking Gary Busey face. Are you kidding me? Like imagine <laughs> Gary Busey with Lehman Russ's powers trying to like come get you. <laughs> Like, that doesn't scare the fuck out of you. Is it like Gary Busey from Predator 2, like before the motorcycle accident and he was crazy? Or is it like Apprentice Gary Busey? It's like um, Gary Busey from Entourage, Gary Busey. Like, the, I don't know if you watch Entourage on HBO. No, yeah, that it. Gary Busey. The one who, like, has weird fucking paintings and shit like that and, like, does full body art. that's funny that's that's the gary Busey i think exists (laughs) so so yeah that's so that's that's a leaving rust talk (laughs) yeah uh he looks like well like we can kind of i mean his rules like i don't even there's really no reason in going over them i mean they're they're they say they're temporary and they're obviously temporary so but i mean at least you have a if you want to run him, you have a basic framework, you know, to run him where you, you still could. Yeah. I'm wondering if like they have these like because all the names of the special rules are, are like they're not just, oh, yes, counterattack. He has this. Like, I wonder if those are going to be the actual names of they what... probably are the actual names. But I think the rules will change. So like his special rules are sire of the space wolves. So that's one of his special rules. Right. But it just counts as a Vexilla. And then he has two rules called Breaker of Shields and the break, Bringer of Ruin. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, what the fuck those mean? Like, Well, see, they're the Sire of the Wolves, there's other Primarchs that have the same rule, but they're just, like, of their legion. So there's, like, Sire, uh, yeah. you know, Sire, the whatever. So that's pretty common. So that means that he'll probably give some type of, like, morale bonus or whatever to the whole, you know, army. Like, Lorgar makes all word bearers immune to fear and they get like plus one to their combat resolution or whatever while he's on the table i think something like that right and, and like gilliman gives plus one leadership to everybody in the army or maybe that's vulcan and gilliman just makes every i don't remember but anyway like all the primarchs have like usually some type of uh morale boosting ability for the entire force yeah sire of the ultramarines i'm looking at that right yeah. now yeah so, so 
he has Breaker of Shields and Bringer of Ruin. I wonder what that Breaker of Shields is. It's supposed to be confers Crusader and confers Counterattack is what it does. But I wonder what that Breaker of Shields is. I'm really interested in seeing what that does. Mm. Yeah, I don't Breaker know. Breaker of Shields. Shields. Maybe have like Hammer of Wrath. Like it's supposed to represent like him running oh. into a shield wall. Yes. Do like Hammer of Wrath. Uh, Counterattack actually makes sense to that, I guess, sort of. Um, I don't know. You could do something like on a turn that he charges, he gets like extra attacks or rage or something like that like to represent him like charging into something and you know tearing it apart i don't know Beating could be different things. do most primarchs have weapon skill nine no that's standard? see a lot of people were kind of sh- poo-pooing him which i mean granted these are very basic rules but being weapon skill nine is actually a huge advantage because that means he's going to hit almost all other primarchs on threes i think the only one el- the only other ones that are that high are i think fulgrim Maybe I know for a fact that uh, Angron is nine, and Fulgrim is either eight or nine. It's right here in front of me. Fulgrim is eight. Okay, so he's better than Fulgrim. I think Angron is the only other one that's nine. I can tell you in a second. in the bloody he's weapon skill nine yeah yep so Strike seven yep and then his axes give him plus one so i guarantee you that leaving russ's weapons give him a bonus to his strength so he's only strength six but he's he'll go up from that and then being weapon skill nine he's going to hit everybody on threes so i know a lot of people were poo-pooing but he sounds like kind of like he's going to be like the loyalist angron he has six wounds yeah Almost every Primarch has six wounds. The only ones that don't are Angron and uh, Lorgar. They have five. Every All the other ones have six or seven. Blissical six. Strength six. Toughness six. Six wounds. Yeah. That's all pretty seven. standard. Yeah. He's got higher than normal initiative than, Primar- than most Primarchs. Slightly above average initiative. A well above average weapon skill. Um, what? How many attacks does he have? Six. That's a that's above average. So that's why I said he's very similar to Angron. He's like a loyalist Angron, just stat block wise. Almost all Primarchs have five or less attacks before you add in special rules, and um, he's the only only one besides Angron with weapon skill nine, and his initiative is higher than average. So he's got the armor Elevagar. Elevagar. It'll be a two. It'll be a two up, four up with some type of special ability. That's how almost all their armor works. Almost all Primarch armor is like that. The Axe of Hellwinter, the Sword of Bale Knight, and Scorn Spitter is his gun. Counts as infantry. He's bulky. Looks good, and he's got frag grenades. <clears throat> I think almost all Primarchs do. Like all Primarchs carry before they go to battle. Don't forget your frag grenades. So that they can strike at initiative when they charge into cover. That's pretty cool, man. 
really don't have any complaints on him. I'd like to see his real rules. And for those that, like, there's a lot of people when they first saw it, they did not read that little, these are not his real rules tab, and they got pretty salty pretty quick. Yeah. So just remember they're not his real rules yet, guys. I bet his stat line stays the same. Yeah. So to me, he's though. got a he's got a better than he's got a really good stat line. So I think he's going to be really good. I dig it, man. I'm excited for it. Like I, I'm excited to see this played out. I'm excited to see his actual rules. Now that we know, like his sword's name, his axe name, his armor name, the shield, the the actual like rules, special rules he might get. We can only speculate. Speculation is key. So. touch based on that i mean that seems like it man Forge yeah. World really hasn't released anything else after that they released that a little bit late on saturday like they didn't release it on friday like they normally do they waited for games workshop to do their prospero burn so looks it's pretty cool that they're they're working with each other on this one they so. did not want to step on each other's dicks <laughs> and so they didn't so it's pretty uh pretty nice i mean horse heresy is gonna blow up real big like i mean it's just Games Workshop seems like they're going to be pushing it pretty fucking hard here pretty soon. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting some more players. I got to find out like some some ways to make this Prospero box, like to to sneak people into playing playing it, like I did with the the paint off beat off. I still like, think that for a new player just getting in, that the Calf box is the better buy. Yeah, for sure. But um, if you're going, if you're wanting to play. Specifically play Thousand Suns or specifically play Space Wolves. I mean, if you want those other two characters. But. I say Mark Three Marines and Kalth Marines. Or, I'm sorry, Mark Three Marines and Cataphracti Terminators. Those are like the, that is heresy. Like, that is exactly. Well, yeah, we've talked about that. If if only they put, if they'd have put the Mark Three Marines in the Kalth box instead of the Mark Four guys, how cool would that have been? Then they would never sell whatever the other box was. (laughs) 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 They knew better. They knew better. I hope they give us a new Dreadnought soon. That'd be really cool. Like a a Mark IV Dreadnought? That'd be tight. A plastic Mark IV? They need to do the Furibundus. It's in the, like, oh. There's so much speculation. Like, they, they teased it, remember? Like, that was, like, in the works. The Fear Abundance was in the works. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. I love me some Dreadnoughts, obviously. Yeah. So, I actually ordered they're a Daredevil cool. for my Blood Angels. The, I'm with, uh, it's like, Tim over at Eye of Horus, like, his favorite thing in Heresy, or his favorite thing in the 40K universe or 30K, you know, that universe, is the Eviser Assassin. But, so, I guess I'm bringing this up because... I feel like the Eviser and a Dreadnought are the two most 40K things in the 40K universe. Okay. Like, when you think Grimdark, when you think of what the world means and, like, how it was, like, so you got the Eviser, who's, like, a skull mask, drug-fueled, murderous (laughs) psychopath that just runs around and kills everything, like, total. And he's, like, got a mixture of, like, the assassin. Like, everything is, like, just pushed to the fucking... 11 on that guy like about his right. fluff like everything is just so off the rails extreme you read the fluff and you're just like jesus <laughs> like that's very 40k and then you look at dreadnoughts and it's because it's like 
we're going to take this near dead, mostly dead super soldier that's like, and then served not his let time. him die. <laughs> yeah. Served his time. Shove him into a cot, like cut his arms and legs off, making like, you know, where he's just like a, you know, a potato of a human. It's just like a torso with a head. Cram it into a coffin that looks like a literal coffin, like a, 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 a Castus Ferrum Dread. Yeah, looks coffins, like a yeah. coffin. And yeah. then they just put legs and arms and guns on a coffin. So it's literally a walking coffin with guns. <laughs> with a super soldier in it. Like, both of those things are so fucking 40K. That's true. Yeah. And that's why that's one of the reasons I really like... I know a lot of people shit on the box dreads, but I like them, because it looks like a coffin. <laughs> like, I get why... I mean, Contemptors, in a way, look cooler, but they still kind of look just like an angry bathtub. Like an angry claw-footed bathtub that's been... that's come to life. <laughs> an angry <laughs> bathtub? <laughs> A claw-footed, what? like, round bathtub. It's kind of what a contemptor looks like. What are you... What? A Just because it's all curvy. Curvy and round. Like, you know what I mean? I guess. I eh, whatever. I, I'm get, just saying. I wish I could get on that level. <laughs> I'm just saying. But uh, I actually like the box dread just because it... the What... I guess it does kind of look kind of, you know, obviously it looks boxy and weird, but it, I like that it actually looks like a coffin with guns. It does. It really does. It looks good. I I don't like the Blood Angel one, but, you know, I do like them. Yeah. So, so anyway. That's some 40K shit right there. I, uh, have you found any, like, way to get a Mark IV? Actually, we'll talk about this later. I need to find a Mark IV box dread, because... I think my whole list might be changed up pretty soon. Mark four box dread. Wouldn't that just be the actual? That's the Mark. they make those. Forge World the... doesn't sell them anymore. Oh, they quit selling them. Yeah. Oh. Just the normal dread with like the head inside of it and all that jazz. Yeah. Yeah, Forge World doesn't sell them. Sell them. So I need to find somebody who's sitting on a bunch of them. I can hook I can you get... up. Nice. I can take care of you. Huh. I can take care of you. We'll talk about it when we talk about the heads and torsos. Sweet. So anyway, so that's it for Lehman Russ, man. Talk about some games play. You got any games in? I did not. We had our game club last night, but I was busy building that giant ass building and taking orders for the uh, Prospero box and just, you know, generally just being a host, getting last minute things ready for the event shit like that so i did not play any games i did laugh about that iron fire the the games that i told you about between the iron fire iron warrior list and whatever army dave was playing do you want to share i don't i don't don't remember what his army was because it died so fast so my buddy Mosier uh was playing against dave from perpetual painting and Mosier's playing an iron fire list and he goes first dave has like i don't know maybe maybe half, maybe not quite half of his army, like an outflank, because he didn't want to start it on the board because he was afraid it was just going to get shelled to pieces, so he was wanting to come in from outflank to try to kill off some of this iron fire artillery in the backfield before it just shot him. He didn't want to just drive at it, basically. Makes sense. Yeah, fair enough. So he goes and puts his stuff outflank. So Mosier goes first, 
and proceeds to kill every model on the table except for a contemptor and a predator. And the contemptor got was all the way down to one whole point and like stunned and immobilized. And the predator was stunned and had two whole points left. So he had three whole points worth of vehicles on the table before the game before he even took his first turn. Jesus Christ. And they were both stunned and like all the way back in his deployment. So what was going to happen was his turn basically went, he would have went, not been able to do anything. Then Moser would have went again and shot his whole army at Dave again. And that would have been game pretty much. So they just scooped and restarted the game. So they played one turn. Moser killed his whole army and that was it. So then they go to start a second game and they roll off and Dave gets to go first this game. So he thinks, well, putting half my army in reserve did not work last time. And since I'm going first, I'm going to start everything on the table as close as I can to him and like put it all in a clump and stage it so I can just get right in his grill right off the bat and do as much damage as I can. So Mosier promptly seizes the initiative on him and Dave's stuff is, and Dave's stuff is all on the table this time and super clumped together because he was trying to get as close as he could. So it went even worse <laughs> the second time. Oh, God. <laughs> so they played two games of 40K, or two games of 30K, and I think both games added together lasted two and a half turns. Jesus, that iron fire, man. If you play it right, it's just... Gunline armies, man, they can become so brutal. <laughs> so, yeah. He had a a Damocles with the large blast. I think a master of signal or two masters of signal with those both have D three large blast per guy. Pedarabo has D three large blasts. He's got Medusa's and a batter Medusa battery in there, which is more large blast. He's got two Scorpus whirlwinds. He's got two, two squads of Phosphex quad mortars. Like, I mean, it's just rotten. So, like, gotta... basically, like, first turn, Perturabo, like, deep strikes in. Yep. Unloads his fucking twin link Bom- blast bombardment. That's Boom. D3. Yep. And, and then, then puts counters down, and then he's obvious, he's within range of his own counters to where all the other counter, all the other shots that come in after that don't scatter. Oh, fuck. Because you meet the requirements by Perturabo and the unit he's with being close enough, and then his original bombardment putting counters down. So now you have counters down that are within six inches of Iron Warrior guys. Plus, Pedarabo has a Nuncio Vox, and he's in their grill, so he's going to be able to draw line of sight to everything. Right, yep. So you don't scatter from that point on. So then the rest of your army, you're basically just putting markers down wherever you want with no scatter. Jesus. And that's just... And you're talking about just like walking it out, just walking the templates out towards. Yeah. <laughs> just, I just imagine you're some poor little scout squad just watching, just getting closer to you. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. That's crazy, man. That sounds like such a brutal list to play against. I wouldn't. I don't you know, might I get to really fight like it at to... the event. Are you bringing loyalists? Yep. Oh, you might get to fight it. I'll be all right. I'm yeah. not scared of it. Okay. <laughs> sure you can fight Especially it. not that Medusa squadron. There's a there's a lot of Iron Warrior guys here. <laughs> we'll get up in their grill real quick. So, so. that's. I, I mean, I I would really like to see that army played just because it sounds fucking badass. 
It sounds like I mean, it sounds kind of shitty to play against if you're like a gunline army, but it depends on what you take. Like my our other friend Nate, he's got like a drop pod world eater army, and usually, yeah. uh, you know, because he can just drop in and then start killing stuff, and he just tries to survive a turn, and then when he starts assaulting stuff, you can kind of tear it apart or pick it apart. But I don't know. There's like different. It's give and take, man. It's kind of a little bit paper rock scissors, which it should be. There should be counters to stuff. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like that. That army is not going to do so great against a, a drop pot army. But and it, I mean, it's not going to lose every game. But it's no. It can still win. I mean, he's got a bunch. He's got a ton of augury scanners in it, man. So a lot of that stuff intercepts. So, it is what it is. <laughs> Kill he's got iron havocs in it. Um, so he's got like iron havocs that intercept. He's got a quad a quad mortar battery with a, a poth. His quad mortar batteries have apothecaries attached with augury scanners, so they intercept. Um, Petarabo is attached to, I think, Tyrant Siege guys, and he has an augury, you know, he has the Cognosignum, so they intercept. So he's got like five or six intercepting units. Good lord. That's so, so brutal. So even dropping, dropping in on it's not fun. <laughs> Maybe for normal people, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's brutal, man. That's a that seems like a fun game to be watched. I'd like to see that versus like a stone gauntlet army. Something really tough. Yeah, something like super fucking tough with like massive fucking invul saves and all that, and just yeah. see if we could just withstand it. But it, it, what sucks about that is like you okay because he took the Damocles to get Perturabo there. Perturabo's only one use on his orbital strike, right? Yep. Okay, so it's 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 like if you can withstand the first turn, then all you have to worry about is Medusas and Quad Mortars and Scorpus. Scorpus. Which still fucking sucks, but Yeah. And Siege Tyrants and Iron Havocs and Tactical God Marines. <laughs> well it was a little rough. Sounds like a badass list. I'd like to I'd like to see pictures of that list on a table one day. But I guess I get to see it in person, so. Yep, couple weeks. You have to prepare my body. My body is ready. So, yeah, man. So, I got a couple games in this weekend. Um, Let's hear about this you know, Golars event. This little, this little. So, we had a we had an event at Zach's store, uh, Crossroads Comics and Games, in Victoria, Texas. Uh, we had an event. It was... All of the guys from TFL that were in Victoria versus the guys from Golars in San Antonio, they came down to play us. And like Chris put together five missions and five tables for us to play on. And it was kind of like a blind thing. Like uh, basically, we all got in a room together and you got to pick which table you wanted to play on. And we all got to see all the missions, like read the missions, everything like that. And then they put you on a table and whatever team put their person on that table, like you just play them. Like there's no, like <laughs> you just, you just go. Yeah. So I took my blood angels. Um, my list was, it was a 3000 point event. So I took uh, three Leviathans all with the uh, Phosphex armored ceramite. Uh, two of them were death blossom. So the dual storm cannons and one of them was the Grav Bombard and the Siege... Cl- uh, the heck, uh, Not the Hecathon Siege Drill. The, the Siege Drill. Yep, the um, Armor Bane Wrecker, Wrecker Armor Bane just... Yep. And they all had Assault Cannon nipples, right? 
all had assault cannon nipples, all were in drop pods. Um, I took two Legion Dreadnoughts in drop pods. Well, I took a Legion Dreadnought Talon. Oh, there's two of those guys. I took uh, two Contemptor Cortis in yep. drop pods. And then I took... Uh, I ran Orbital Strike, so I took a Delegatus, I took a Tech Marine, and I took a... Primus Medicaid. And so all of those guys are riding in the Tech Marines drop pod. Um, and then I took two tactical squads. Okay. So did you give three pair three blades of perdition to the guys? No, I did not have any points to spare like that out. So basically <laughs> these were three characters like these were probably three of the weakest characters you've ever seen. Like that yeah. were just like like walking around like trying to like like capture stuff like there's a like the table i played on it had a, a son of horus in the middle of the table who was trying to leak information technically we were the traitors so like somehow like we I, my blood angels were traitors and they were trying to kill this son of horus so he couldn't leak information to okay. the loyalist emperor's children that i was playing okay <laughs> yeah let's let's, let's, all, let's try to figure that out so anyway so I had to snag him up or capture him. So I had these like a Delegatus, a Tech Marine, and a Primus Medicaid that were like they were in charge of that. And I had two tactical squads who uh, fulfilled my my uh, your tactical squads, tax, my tactical Ta- squads, tactical squads. So first game I'm rolling up. First game I play against Emperor's Children. I'm looking at a Warhound Titan, a Spartan full of Phoenix Terminators. It's, and this Spartan is decked the fuck out. Every upgrade you could get for the Spartan, he got for the fucking Spartan. This okay. thing is not fucking around. Uh, there's a Contemptor Mortis sitting on the table. There's a Daredeo sitting on the table. Uh, and then two Rhinos. And then in reserve, he's got two Legion Landspeeders. Yep. And that's it. Just two Legion Landspeeders. Okay. So I'm looking at a Warhound, Spartan, two Rhinos. And Daredeo and Contemptor Mortis. So I get first turn. And like, since I'm running 10 drop pods in the army, five of my drop pods come in. And so the first thing I think is like, you know, we've been talking about uh, fighting a warlord so much and basically just getting in its grill to where it can't move. Yeah. And so I build a fence of drop pods in front of his Warhound Titan and the Spartan. Like, I build a fence around them so they can't just walk through my drop pods. Yeah. And I deploy out my... my uh, 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 I, th- I think I deployed out one Contemptor around the side of it so, like, he, he couldn't, couldn't walk around it. Yeah. So, yeah. basically, I just, like, I, I built this drop pod fence around them. And then I dropped one in, like, one lone legion dreadnought off by himself i my first turn i brought in a one leviathan the one with the siege claw i brought two contemptor cortices dropped in and then i did uh so that's leviathan two contemptor cortices and then two legion dreadnoughts okay so uh i did one legion dreadnought off by himself behind it he dropped potted in behind the daredeo so he didn't get to intercept anything like i was out of range of like he wouldn't anyway because you went first right or did you uh, go second 
I, I did go first, but I told them that that's how the rule plays, but I'll let him do it because he didn't have a chance. I don't, I don't want to feel like a... Like well, then you tr- deployed behind him anyway, so... Yeah, yeah, I kind of, yeah. I, I It was one of the things. Like, you can go ahead and ignore the rules and intercept, but you're not going to be able to intercept because I'm going to ignore you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, I get what you're saying. So, And then I, also I, because it gains intercept at the same time it gains skyfire. Yeah. And when something has skyfire, it has to snap fire at ground target. So even if he did try to shoot your dreadnought or drop pod, he has to hit it on sixes. Yeah, he would have had a Because you can't separate the intercept and skyfire on a Dorado. Poor dear Dorado. Poor dear Dorado. So. So. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. I drop potted in, right? I'm in his face. And there's really nothing I can do with my assault cannons. So. I mean, I do. I assault cannon the butt of the Daredeo. I unloaded on it, and yep. I took like one hole point off. And I was like, "Hey, Legion Dreadnought, do your work, do the most." Just yep. like this little fat guy. And then uh, I was like, "All right, let's test out this fucking grab bombard." So I shoot the grab bombard, and I just so happens to scatter off the Spartan and onto both the Spartan and the and the the Warhound. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude! I get to try this twice." Neither time it didn't do shit. I didn't roll high enough for it to pierce armor. So I'm yeah. taking it's that It's like off. 3d6, right? Is it just, yeah, 3D. just 3d6 and nothing else? Yeah, 3d6, yeah. It's, it's you have really to shitty. beat the armor. Yeah. yeah, it's shoot. Yeah. The only reason I took that was to kill Terminators, but... It's good against um, things with the toughness value. Yeah. So It's I'm it's one of the better... It. It's one of the better things to kill quad mortars in the game because it's a strength test. Quad mortars are still only strength four because right. not tough. Because they're so they have to test on against strength four on two dice, and then if they fail, they take AP two wounds that ignore cover. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so it it murders. Uh, it's one of the few shooting weapons that absolutely just murders quad mortar units. Okay, I might leave it in my list then. I was planning on yeah. taking it out just because it did jack all shit yeah. in this particular army. It's it's one of the better anti quad mortar units. Um, especially turn one, because very few things can you shoot at a quad mortar that they care about. That is definitely one of them, because they have to test on t- on strength four, and like I said, it ignores cover, so they usually put them in ruins. That's not going to matter, and it does AP two, which gets rid of their armor save. So it's usually yeah. I put down this large blast. You know, I get four or five hits, and then you're just taking that many wounds and removing guys. Damn. Okay. Yeah, I might keep it in then. It, it didn't do jack shit this game, but. Of course, there wasn't like a whole lot of reason to use it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I deep struck in, and then first turn, like he's like, he thought to himself like, okay, um, my Phoenix Terminators can't do jack shit because, like, yep. they can't. They're, str- they're only- strength six, and you're all armor thirteen dreadnoughts surrounding them. Yeah, and so he's like, well, I have a thunder hammer in the unit, but I'm not gonna like, I can't. He couldn't. I had him. He had his parked so close to the warhound, and my dreadnoughts had them cloaked, like had them like wrapped so far in. He couldn't yeah. even deploy his phoenix terminators out to like bubble wrap the warhound or anything like that. So yeah. like he was like, uh, uh, so he's like, okay, well I'm just gonna go get this fucking objective. So he takes his rhinos off and he moves them into like this like like front to front like moves them out, and he turns them at the last yeah. like he pivots them right at the last. So it's like a little line of rhinos blocking me from. Yeah. Uh, doing anything to his Mortis or his, his Daredeo. The cock block. Um, the metal box cock block. 
yeah, he totally like cock blocked me, and I'm like, okay. So then his warhound, like he's got a plasma blast gun on it, and then the uh, turbo destructor. Yep. And so he turbo destructors like straight down on me without touching himself. Yep. Like he's like, boom, blast me up. And <laughs> like, like I just shrugged it off. Like the, the, the fucking four up invol on the, the Leviathan gives no fucks. Like most, like I was totally afraid that I was going to just ruin this Leviathan. Yeah. But it, it just, as long so as he happened. doesn't he, roll a six, you're in pretty good shape. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't roll a six. I think he rolled like a three. I took the hit, rolled my four up. I was like, okay, cool. I'm fine. <laughs> and then yeah. he totally annihilated one of the dreadnought drop pods, but it had already done its job. Right. Uh, the Daredeos, they unloaded on me a little bit, but I had my uh, my shrouded save and all that stuff. Yeah. And so it was it was just kind of like, pink, 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 pink. Yeah, it didn't do much. So, yeah, it didn't do shit. So second turn comes around, my second turn, I get in my other five drop pods, and so I get my two Death Blossom Leviathans. I put them on both sides because I knew he didn't have anything else coming in. So yep. and I wasn't gonna go put them near the Warhound. So I put them on both sides of the uh, of the rhinos. Yep. So I was just gonna unload on each rhino, just like the and then I put uh, in front of them. I put the tactical squads, so the rhinos couldn't go anywhere. So they dropped in in front of it and like right. basically just like blocked it all off. It's like. So they're trapped in this little like valley, and it. Oh, I'm sorry. They weren't tactical squads. They were. Uh, they were veteran squads. Legion veterans. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Legion veterans, and he was running a, a Pride of Legion. So he had these marksman veterans inside these rhinos, and I just fucking, like in the shooting phase, I unloaded with the death blossoms, just like wiped a unit. Just it was it was fucking brutal. Like, yep. no matter how you look at it. It was just, like, a back and forth. They were caught in the crossfire between two Death Blossoms. And my Primus Medicaid and all the, that group of guys, they were just, like, sneaking in behind the objective. They dropped potted, like, directly on the objective. And they were like, hey, get over here. Come here. Come yeah. to us. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, Assault Phase rolls around, dude. And, like, in the, like, meanest way possible, I, I on my my Cortis on my Cortis dreadnoughts, man. I can't say enough about like how good those things are in my eyes now. I yeah, threw rage too. on them. Yeah, I threw rage on them, and they're both loaded out with chain fist. So they get rage. So and I charged both of them into the warhound. Yeah, and both of them with those chain fist six attacks each, just beating the fuck out of it. They yep. did it. Like they took it out. Turn two. Yep. Top of because well, it, it's it's three base attacks, right? And then it's got dual close combat weapons, which takes it to four, and then rage gives it plus two on the church, so they go to six attacks. Yes, and then it, they have higher weapon skill than the warhound because they're four and it's like three or two. It's two, yeah, yeah. So you're hitting on threes, yep. and then it's armor fourteen, so you just need five on two dice because you're strength ten to pin. Yeah, yep. and then it's their AP two, and it's only nine whole points, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's dead. It was, dude. It was so dead. They yeah. like, like the warhound went into the wrong neighborhood, just got fucked up, and like, I I felt so bad because he's like, "Yep, it's dead." Like pulls it off the table. Like, uh, one thing that we did play wrong though that I did not know until just before we were reading this, and I'm sorry, Danny, if you're listening to this right now, and I played you, uh, the nuclear reactor meltdown that full blast should have been D the whole thing. 
Uh, it's scattered. He, he scattered out the the explosion eleven inches forward, so it just hit like drop pods and the rear of my Leviathan. So it would have only hurt the Leviathan, but the Leviathan did take a strength eight hit, and it was okay. But he should have taken a D hit. Yeah. But, but yeah, my my like my contemptor Quartz's brothers rolled up on this Warhound Titan <laughs> and then just like beat the fuck out of it, like just punched it to death i was like holy fuck and then like because i had i charged the warhound i had set up the charge for warhound to get charged by both my cortis and then i also was going to charge my leviathan in there and so i I charged the cortis into both of his feet and then i was going to charge the leviathan underneath him and then danny said that i couldn't get in between his legs and i kind of in my heart i knew that like I was like, I knew the Cortis would be, they'd do enough. Right. And so I was, I was like, okay, well then I'm not going to charge in between your legs. I'll just, uh, like, I'll just charge this Spartan over here. Well, why so, could, I mean, why couldn't you charge? I mean, as long as you can make it into base to base with him. Well, he, he doesn't have a base. So like, well, right. here's his feet. Here's his feet. Yeah. So I charge Cortis here, Cortis here. And then I was going to charge the, like the Leviathan in the middle, like in between his legs. You could, I don't know. It was weird. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, anyway. It was odd. So anyway. All right. So I was just like, I'll just charge. I'll just uh, not charge the Warhound with that. I'll just charge the, uh, I'll use my Legion Dreadnought to charge the Spartan. And so I got this little box dread, man. Got his chain fist, his fucking, you know, he's just hopped up to be hanging out with the boys, with the with the cool guys. He charges that Spartan and just beats it the fuck up. Just like busts it open, rolls up on it. Just, I mean, He's got a chain fist, strength ten. Like yeah. There's nothing that po- so all of those Phoenix Terminators like spill out, yep. and so now the Phoenix Terminators are out of their box. They're still fenced in by all my drop pods, and I just like I have four dreadnoughts looking at them, just like ready to beat their ass. And so ignoring that because that's not going to happen till you know next turn or whatever. Move over to the uh, on the other side of the field. You've got the the highway of death going on. Like I'm just like, got this crossfire killing these emperor's children. And then my little Legion dreadnought that was over here charges the mortis and beats the fuck out of like, I can't like, it was so, <laughs> it was so brutal. Like it just, like he, well, that's he how you're supposed to operate though. You come in and all your drop pods stage, all your dreadnoughts and then turn two assault out. That's what it's yeah, supposed it's, to do. It did its so, job. So I get my Legion Dreadnought made an eight-inch charge. Like, it was moving so fast. And charged <laughs> and charged this Mortis Dreadnought. And just beats the fuck out of him. Like, they get in this fist fight. And so, yeah, man, it was like just what a bunch of... the the Dorado? Daredale's still alive at this point, And he's still unloading on stuff. Just, like, doing okay. his thing. Uh, turn two rolls around. And Daredale unloads on the Legion Dreadnought that killed the mortis because yeah. i didn't turn him when yeah. he consolidated i let i left his ass open okay and so like he beat the fuck out of this mortis and, and mortis then got shot picked the up and then i was like okay moving on and then like <laughs> like i, I should have turned him i don't know why i didn't th- i think i was like yeah. just so excited because he just it, like, pro- straight- it probably wouldn't have mattered but yeah yeah so daredeo sees the opportunity and just fucking murders my poor little, my poor little Legion Dreadnought who just earned his skull, and uh, so 
that happens during his shooting phase. He charges my Leviathan, tries to thunderhammer it. Nothing happens. Leviathan like swipes three people with like his big ass bear claw. Just, <laughs> it's like, and so then my top of turn three, uh, Leviathan wipes the other rhino, and I use my tack squads to unload their bolt pistols into yep. the uh, into the unit that came out, and they, they kill the unit. Yep. And I use my gold dreadnought, who is, like, on the other side, to yep. fuck up that Daredeo that killed my, my poor Legion dreadnought. The, the um, Death Blossom, the gold Death Blossom. Yeah, gold yep. Death Blossom. So he unloads his 12 shots and his fucking assault cannons, and he's lucky my fucking Phosphex was out of the range because I would have fired that too. I was so pissed <laughs> off that he killed my poor little Legion Dreadnought. <laughs> I know it wouldn't have done anything, but yeah. fuck it. So I killed that Daredeo, just like wiped him off with the Death Blossom. That sounded dirty. And then, uh, <laughs> and then my, my Contemptors charged in, man. My Cortis, I, I pumped him up on Rage again. Uh, the first time I pumped up on Rage, I rolled a one. And so I did get the, I did get the whole point knocked off me at the end of my turn. But it's fucking totally worth it. And so I rolled in there, and once they were in combat, like, before we could make it to the combat phase, he said, well, there's nothing I can do at this point. And we're Scoop. done. We're done for the done for the game there. There was nothing else on the table. except Oh, uh, he did have a... Uh, I, 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 do, I did forget. He did have, on his turn two, first turn... Uh, I'm sorry, turn two... He had a uh, his Legion Landspeeder came on, fired a last cannon at the the Leviathan, yeah, and he shrugged it off with his four up, and so that same little Legion Dreadnought that opened up the Spartan, fired his assault cannons at the Legion the Legion uh, Landspeeder, and killed it. I'm sorry, it's a Javelin Landspeeder, and he killed it with his assault cannon titties or assault cannon hands. So it was a pretty good game, man. It did exact my list worked exactly like it was supposed to. And like I felt like real like dick because it was like it was really like one sided match, and it was over by turn three and like everybody else like played six turns games and all this stuff, but it was really quick. But seven hundred fifty points locked up into a a warhound is a lot. So yeah, but yep. But uh, Danny, dude, my opponent was fucking cool as shit, man. He's a super cool guy, super cool to hang out with. Uh, since we did end a little bit quicker, we did like hang out and talk a little bit. Super nice dude. Uh, it was it was a good time, man. Like he learned a lot. I was telling him like he was at like we were basically talking about like how he could have played it different. And we were talking about you know him probably getting his Phoenix Terminators a Charybdis instead of a Spartan and running them that way and putting that Warhound in reserve. <laughs> but yeah, that would have been a big deal, a big difference. And especially like I yeah. I mean, that's just it. Just Warhound going second. Yeah. So. But. So, uh, so that was my first game, man. So, second game. Uh, I didn't want to play Zone Mortalis. For, let me just open up. Like, I, I, I didn't have a Zone Mortalis list made. But I have played a 1,000-point Zone Mortalis list with Pride of the... Oh, I'm sorry. With Fury of the Ancients. And I played it against Josh and Jay, and I beat them both with it. And so they were like, "Dude, you gotta, you gotta play that list. You gotta play that list. You know, that's a good, a good list." I was like, "Okay, I'll play it. I'll, I'll do this for you guys." 
So I built my thousand point list up. It was the same list I'd been running. It's the same models I use. Basically, it's a Leviathan, Death Blossom, a Legion Dreadnought, and a Contemptor Quartus. And it's using, uh, uh, what's that? Fear of the Ancients, Rite of War. Yep. And with the Fear of the Ancients, Rite of War, you have to take the Forge Lord, the Primus Medicae, and the Delegatus. And so I had to take those three guys, and then I took an attack bike as well with an assault cannon. Okay. So, so I get put on this board. It's a corner deployment, and just like Zomortalis, if they fail, like whoever gets first turns gets to pick which corner they're on, and then there's six inches in the middle that you can't deploy in, mm-hmm. and six-inch radius. And so on the exact opposite, uh, Paul had deployed his uh, – his Imperial Fist. I was playing Imperial Fist. It was a thousand points. So his Imperial Fist list had these like eight Tatars Terminators with uh, Storm Shields. Yep. And then one of them had a Chain Fist and all the rest yep. had Power Fist. I think the Sergeant had a, a Power Sword. Yeah, he had a Power Sword. And then he had Siggy. He had Sigismund. Yep. And then he had a uh, um, a unit of, fuck what they called, Temper, uh, Brethren, Sword Brethren. Yep. So... I had to play against that list, and so I wasn't worried about the Sword Brethren or Siggy. I was like, once I kill these Terminators, the game's pretty much over at that point. I can just, like, run Dreadnoughts around and just go, like, uh, go Templar Brethren hunting, right? Yeah. So I deploy, and I I I did deploy far enough in my mind. Like, I deployed far enough back to where, you know, like, I, I wanted my... Uh, I wanted my Phosphex Dischargers to be in range first turn so right. that I could just Phosphex Discharge all of these, like, all of these Terminators. So it was, like, an 18 inches away from me. Like, I think it was, like, 16 Yeah, but 16 you could have started 24 inches away and moved 6 and then shot 18, or, like, 22, I guess. Look, like, next time, I will. Like, <laughs> like <Yeah>. I totally, <laughs> like... I totally learned this time that's what I fucking should have done. Like I was I was totally like I don't know, I, I I was feeling myself. I was like, dude, fuck yeah, like, you know, boom, like dominated that first game. Let's yeah. go to let's go to game two. So I played I played uh, loose. I played pretty loose and reckless turn game two. So I deploy out, you gotta start with half your army. So I deploy out a Leviathan, a Cortis, and a Legion Dreadnought. And they're just, like, sitting there waiting, like, let's do this. And so he deploys out this Terminator squad. And he's ready to accept this Phosphex. Like, in his mind, he's like, I'm just going to try and wither this Phosphex. And then I'm going to try and, like, get up to you and just beat the fuck out of you. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm going to Phosphex you. Then I'm going to unload 12 shots into you with, you know, this Leviathan. Then I'm going to unload, you know, another... 4, 8, 12, 16, 20, 24 assault cannon shots into you. Like, it's just, it's, you might have the, you might have the armor save and then vulnerable save, but I'm going to unload some fucking shots into you. It's going to happen. So, first turn, man, he seizes on me. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. So he moves his guys six inches forward, right? And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, he's, there's no way he can make this 10 inch fucking charge into my Leviathan. <laughs> and sure enough, he <laughs> rolls fucking a 10 to charge me. And I'm like, how the fuck did these Tataris Terminators so move fast. this fucking fast, dude? 
they deserved to beat the fuck out. Like my Leviathan, man, he he did his he did the most, man. He tried to unload with his snap shooting and all. Oh fuck, I didn't do reaction fire. Oh well, my bad. I should have. Yeah, you might <laughs> have killed a guy if all you would have had to do is kill one guy. <laughs> yeah, damn it, I didn't think about that. So anyway, so yeah, man. I mean, like just out the gate, Terminators are in my grill. And like his power fist terminators, they really didn't even you know do anything. Like it, it just like the power. It wasn't the power fist. It was that one chain fist dude that like he rolled perfectly. Like he rolled the chain fist. He got one attack through with the chain fist, and he rolled enough to get through. I rolled my invul, and Bail. like it was so like it was so funny because I rolled it, and the dice was sitting there doing that little like spin thing like the top yeah. spin and it spun for like at least like six seconds and we're like just like <gasps> and then a one shows up <laughs> and i was like oh and then he rolls his dice into fucking six like boom, boom. blows up yep. and then adds d3 so like you know it's like massive explosion from the leviathan and i was like well fuck so turn two rolls around and i'm like man i really don't like uh like it was my turn my first turn actually and I'm like, I really don't know how I'm going to do this. I was like, but I immediately I was like, at that point, I was like, the Terminators are here. I can't run from them. I don't have anything that could hurt them. I have to try and fight them. But so like, I just, I just charged them in. I, I charged in with my, with my uh, Legion Dreadnought and my Contemptor Cortis, put Rage on my Cortis. And the Terminators proceeded to beat the fuck out of me. Like, they just beat <laughs> the living shit out of me for even thinking about phosphexing them. And uh, so they died. And that's how I lost. <laughs> like that's... So they died, and that's how I lost. <laughs> so I lost all my models before the other half of my mod- my army could come on. And uh, we called it a game then. <laughs> so, yeah. like, the game was over and like... Like I want to. So say, both like, your games went incredibly fast for two different reasons. Yeah, dude, it was. So you played like <laughs> forty minutes of three K. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was perfect. <laughs> like, I, it was so fucking brutal, man. And like, I was scared because, it, like, Pretty had this really cool like idea with like, you he had two Zomortalis boards together. One was this badass fucking like you know the Mechanicus tile like where it's like the mechan the manufacturer uh, that's not yep. manufacturer yep. it's the Forge World tiles with like the giant generators on them. Yep. So Jay bought those, painted them gorgeous, man. They're fucking gorgeous. You'll see them when you come to Stiff Three. They're great looking. So he had those tiles next to each other, and they were pushed next to a a, a Zomortalis board, and. The both of the games is Immortalis. You could walk onto the boards, like you could walk okay. in be- in between the games. And so, like, I was like, "Fuck!" Did I just leave this open for like since our game ended? He couldn't walk onto the other board, and so I was like, "Oh, thank God!" Like I thought I really fucked pretty on that one. I was like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> the the pearl fist are coming. <laughs> so. But I mean, those guys were so fucking cool, man. I love like talking with new people about Warhammer 30k. Dude. I love like, uh, like I got asked by this dude Gator like so much about like Raven Guard and all this stuff. So I was like, I love talking that kind of thing, like you know, speculation and like lists and like helping them out with stuff like that. And like, it's fun, dude. It was a blast. I had such a good time with those guys. They won the sword. They ended up taking it, but like, I got to try Very out good. my list. I finally got to test out my list, man. 
That was a big deal to me. So. Is that what you're bringing here? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So basically, I just described my list. I might change it up a little bit, to be honest with you. Um, There's only like two people, two or three guys that'll be here that listen, maybe. I don't know. Nobody's going <laughs> to care. Nobody, nobody, medica- like, nobody does that shit here. Yeah. Nobody's going to yeah. be like, ah, oh, I'm going to build it. Like, nobody cares. I might, I might drop two Leviathans and replace them with uh, um, Legion Dreadnoughts because, or even Cortis Dreadnoughts because I didn't realize, like in my mind, you know, I was just kind of like doing the math and when you compare them up to like, you know, you know, their initiative five and, you know, they got this X amount of attacks, like, dude, like, Cortis still hangs, it holds its own. When I saw two Cortis beat the fuck out of a Warhound, like, it was... It, they're was, good man and they're they're cheap were they like 135 base yeah they're fucking yeah. cheap as shit and yeah. like it wasn't even a um and when they die you're not that upset yeah yeah exactly like it was i don't it's i don't i i, I can't they're so hard to explain i wish there was an actual model for the cortis because i would totally use it that you know it's kind of like a little more ramshackle contemptor yeah. or something like that or you know maybe like had some gears or pistons in there that you could see but I think the iron, you could maybe convert something up. I think the iron hand specific contemptor has like an open back panel with like a weird generator thing in yes, it. Yes, it does. Yeah. So you could maybe use parts of that to make one or something. I have to see, man. I'm going to, I'm going to get in contact with, with comrade quiche and see if he'd be willing to do something with me. Cause I, I would like a Cortez model just because man, dude, it it did so much fucking work and like they're still pretty resilient like honestly i think my first cortis against a warhound it took off five whole points so you know the second one didn't have to do a whole lot of work right and it was like so they they dish out some damage man especially against vehicles and i could only imagine if i needed one of those into i needed to put one of those into a uh uh, like a quad mortar squad or something like that. Like how? Oh yeah, it'd be done. It'd be done. See, and one thing, one question I was gonna ask. Um, so if you deploy, like let's say you drop pod, right? Yeah. And then you leave your dreadnought drop pod, and you get behind your dreadnought drop pod. Yeah. That's intervening model plus shrouded, right? Like, well, because say, a dreadnought, because a dreadnought is a vehicle, it still has to be twenty five percent coverage. It doesn't matter yeah. on the intervening model. That's that's intervening model. I believe is only for like infantry because infantry are like if you just you know even put like a toe of an infantry guy in area terrain, they get a cover save. Vehicles okay. operate differently. Vehicles are twenty five percent. I feel like it covers twenty five percent. Yeah, it probably would. That's what I'm saying. But I'm just telling okay. you, it's not like an automatic. Like if your drop okay. pod was turned just right, because it only has the three braces where they could just see straight through it, I don't think you would You would just get the shrouded save. So I was kind of thinking about like, if I play against an army with like some extreme like augury scanners or stuff like that, then drop pod in. Like, of course, you know, try and get night fight immediately. Yep. Try Like try and get night yep. fight and then drop pod in don't get like don't really even use my assault cannons like don't even care about those like just in order to get keep him alive 
drop pod out, drop pod in, get behind the dreadnought drop pod, use the 25% for a cover save. Yep. Uh, a five up cover save. Five up. And then it goes then to shrouded. a four up, three up. And then if it's night fight, it go to a two up. Yeah. All right, cool. So that's what I'll do. Because I'm worried about shatter shells and augury scanners. Mm-hmm. That That's one of my big things I'm worried about. So just trying to figure out how to make that happen. Because they're not going to run for me. Like, I'm, I'm going to get you. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah, they're not going to run with quad motors. They're going to sit and shoot. <laughs> get their ass beat. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Poor little Cortez. So, so, yeah, man. Those are my games. I was, like I said, it was, it was a good time. And I got to play my list. <laughs> Learned not to get cocky. <laughs> just hang back. <laughs> just, God, beat the fuck out of my dreadnought. Anyway. All my dreadnoughts. Just power fist city. Chain fist city. So, so yeah, that was that. So, anyway, what's next on the list here? What do we got? You got the list. The, the auction army, dude. All right, cool. Let me bring up. I'll just read off the email here. I sent you the email. but right, I can. You want me to read it off? I'll read it off. You want me to read it off? Oh, if you got it pulled up, yeah, read it off. Boom. Okay. So Ryan got sent. This is from the Freebooters, right? Yeah, the Freebooters forum, and one of the moderators there is my buddy Jamie. You met him. He was the guy that was like, I joke about him being like my handmaiden at Adepticon because he wasn't. He didn't get signed up for the event in time because his computer crashed. So he was like making sure we all had, were hydrated and stuff. And he ended up did playing in the zone event, but he's from Alabama, and he's one of the main moderators over there. And he sets up this charity auction for Toys for Tots every year. So uh, this is the it's done by the Free Buddhist Forum, um, but we it's basically it's all guys on the Free Buddhas that do it, but it's just we're just giving money to Toys for Tots, so it's not like benefiting you know any specific person. It's just charity. That's so cool. And so like these models were all donated from Free Buddhas. Yep, everybody, all the models were donated from Free Buddhas, and then people who are also Free Buddhas just uh, donated time to paint them. So, like, all these armies were painted by different people, and some armies, like this Alpha Legion army, I think was painted by, like, three or four different people. But they all, um, like, Skype each other, and they all share paint formulas, so the army matches, you know, even though it was painted by four different people. That's very cool, dude. That's so much thought put into that. So, this is just the first army that they're going to release, but they're going to have a total of five armies that they're going to release that we just throw up on eBay, and then 100% of the proceeds uh, go to Toys for Tots. Make sure kids get their Christmas presents. Toys for Tots, if y'all don't know what that is, if y'all are like a different country or something like that, uh, basically it's a, uh, a charity that makes sure kids have presents for christmas right? i think it's That's, run by the u.s marines too isn't it? it is it is definitely run by the marines um yeah. so it, it makes sure that uh that they have christmas presents and they they get to have a normal christmas and so it's a very it's a, it's a badass charity love it yep so you want me to read off this email yep on what uh what it all includes for the auction army so here the first of five horse heresy armies the free buddhist forms donated and built for the annual toys for tots auction the army this year are all 30k they include alpha legion dark angels world leaders imperial fist and black shields 100 percent of the auction price is donated to the toys for tot charity 
And so this is going to be the Alpha Legion army that got posted up. Yep. And are we going to post the pictures of this up on the website? Yeah, you can go. Can we... You can go ahead and post them. Jamie said you can okay. post anything you want. He wants to get the word out there, so uh, I told him I would put it on like our Indy 40k. Um, if we want to put it up on Radio Free, if you want to, we want to do it in South Texas and all that. And I'm actually going to uh, try to contact some of the other podcast guys in our podcast group and see if they'll talk about it on their shows as well too, because we want to generate as much money as we can for the charity. Badass. So this Alva Legion army has a ton of options and is playable out the box. It has over 2,500 points, closer to 3,000 plus in a non-legal list. Okay, so it's 2,500 points, closer to 3,000 just in minis available. Right, but there's a you can play a 2,500-point uh, Coils of the Hydra list. Out the box. Out okay. the box, yep. So it's got five HQs. Uh, it's got a Dynat, a Praetor and Terminator armor, a Chaplain, Adela Goddess Console, Sneaky Steve, or the Dreaded Saboteur. Yep. Uh, it's got a Land Raider. It's got three different Contemptor Dreads. It's got a four 10-man tax squads with Rhinos and one 10-man tax squads with Plasma Guns. Finally, yep. there's a 10-man Dark Fury squad fully converted with Alpha Legion torsos, helms, and pads and a 10-man headhunter squad. Uh, so that's pretty badass. For Coils of Hydra, take a Dark Fury squad like that. I built that unit. That was that was my donation. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to go relook at the pictures here. And yeah. I basically so, just took... Uh, I took... Uh, forget what legs I used, but it's the Alpha Legion torso kit, the Alpha Legion head kit, the Alpha Legion shoulder pads with Dark Fury arms, and I think... Uh, mark for like assault marine running legs very cool dude oh and then i put standard mark for uh jump packs on them because i didn't want like the dark angel or the raven guard looking raven guard wings symbol wings yeah yeah so every model has some form of custom work on it be it forge world pads or upgrades most models have serpent scales under the player under the two player to paint under the under the layers of paint I think it okay, auto yeah. Okay. They basically bought these stencils that you can airbrush through that makes it look like serpent scales, which you'll see it in the picture. So they used all these different shades of green and blue, uh, the 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 tint paints, and so they like painted it and then hit it, you know, put those templates on there so it has like multicolored snake scales on top of like a lot of the models. It looks pretty dope. Very cool. Okay, so. The Army auction will go live October 31st in the evening and will run for 10 days on eBay. 100% of the auction is going to the charity. We'll ship worldwide. Dang, shipping worldwide. Buyer pays shipping and any custom duties or local taxes. The other auctions will be up before Christmas and will follow the same format. Links to the auction will be on the Facebook pages of 40K Radio, the Freebooters Forum, and my Facebook page, Jameson Durham. Any assistance again? The world out would be awesome. Thanks a bunch, BBB. What's BBB? Big Bad Bull. That's his um, forum name on Freebooters. Very cool. So I'm looking at these pictures right now, and they look dope, man. I like the stud, like the stencil work. Oh dang, that's an actual Alpha Legion dreadnought. Yep. Very cool. And then, so I think two two of the dreadnoughts are the Kalth ones. One is the actual Alpha Legion one. 
The Rhinos are just the plastic Games Workshop ones, as is the Land Raider, but everything else is, um, you know, standard 30K stuff. So sweet. Which obviously, you, I mean, you can use those models in 30K. Some people want to poo-poo you using, like, Mars Rhinos, but I actually like them. I think that, like, in my mind, Raven Guard and Alpha Legion would use more Mars Rhinos than they would. Well, wh- what I think's weird is Forge World, if you want any of the upgrade doors, which, is like, why wouldn't you mm-hmm. want the cool, like, Legion-specific upgrade doors, and they only make those for the Mars pattern? They don't fit the Demos? Oh, yeah. No, the Demos yeah, has no, the round doors. it's got the circles. Yeah, it's got the circles. Yeah, you're right. Right. So, I mean, everybody that wants to say, well, why are you using Mars Pattern? That's not 30K. I'm like, I don't know. Why does Forge World only make upgrades for Mars Pattern (laughs) if it's not for 30K? You dick. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you talking shit? I'm looking at your Dark Furies, dude. They're, like, in the back of this picture. There should be a close-up of them. I did not paint them. I just built them. No, I don't see. They don't have a close-up of them. I donated a tactical squad in the Dark Fury squad. And then other people donated other models. And then uh, Jamie, uh, a guy named Brian down in Texas, uh, and a couple other people painted the models. Which part of Texas is Brian from? Uh, Odessa. He lives next to uh, Joel Ivey. Him and Joel Ivey are close friends. They live in Odessa? Yeah. Midland, Odessa. Really? Yeah. Uh, I guess that's pretty far from... Jin Carlos in uh, Giancarlo is... Uh... He's in El Paso, so he's not super far from them. Probably about three hours from him. Okay, that's a uh, Perils of the Wallet on that side of Texas. Okay, yeah, cool. I know Joel Ivy and all them. Like they're yeah. on the South Texas, so very cool, man. I'll be posting pictures of this guy so y'all can uh, can check it out. Go, uh, go. I've seen the Black Shields Army as well. I've seen the Black Shield Army fully painted. Perpetual Painting Dave did that all by himself. So he he modeled it, built it, modeled it, donated all the models, and painted it all on his own. And I've seen that one in person, and it's legit, like really. Did legit. you help? So, did you help build the list? No, Dave. Like I said, that's all Dave did. Everything on that. Okay. He basically just took a calf box and built a zone mortalis list using calf box models and then bits he had laying around. Very cool. Love, but it's black it's cool. Shield. They're they're a metal like a a metallic black with like some flake in it with like red metallic red accents. And it's got like a dreadnought, some heavy weapons guys, some melt guy. It's pretty, it's a cool army. And he, the coolest thing, he built a little, uh, display board for them. Well, I don't want to sit cause I don't know if it goes with it or not. I don't know, but I've seen the army and it looks really cool. It's cool, man. I love what y'all are doing as we, uh, as a, as they start announcing more and more armies, we'll go ahead and let you guys know, so y'all can jump on the action and, uh, and and snag you up a nice army while at the same time making sure kids get Christmas presents. Yep. Yep. Making sure that... This is the first year we've done 30K armies. In the past, it's always been 40K, but we made the decision to do 30K because it seemed like more people were getting interested in 30K. And then with the, with the release of the Calf box, it was easy because it was hard in the past to get, you know, a really good-sized army when you're just buying pure Forge World stuff it's a it's a lot to ask somebody to like donate you know 160 dollars spartan you yeah. know That's so this was a lot easier to do with all the calf boxes running around uh where you could just get like a headhunter upgrade kit and throw it on some calf guys you know it's, it makes it more reasonable if uh 
if people wanted to donate models, can they still donate models or is it? Well, the, the, Army's not, not this year, but maybe next year they could. Okay. So, so this year, I mean, there's not enough time to paint them because they're wanting to get them all out so that they're out before Christmas. So we try to do all this around Thanksgiving, Christmas time. So people can buy them for Christmas gifts or buy them as a Christmas gift or around Christmas. Right. And then, um, also that they want to get all the money to donate to toys for tots right before Christmas. Cause that's what the charity does is buy Christmas gifts. So for sure, dude, makes sense, man. Very cool. Love it. Love the idea. So, so check out, uh, we're going to put, you said you're going to put all the pictures up and the info up yes. on our Facebook. Okay. Yes, sir. I'll put all of the, uh, all the pictures up anyway. It'll be on the RFI 26 dump. But if, uh, Whenever the it. auction comes out, we can put the link up to the auction. Perfect. So keep an eye out for that on the Radio Free Is to Van Facebook page, guys. I'm gonna keep when the auction releases, all you know, we'll make sure we shout it out on here. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. So that's that, man. We're on the part where you have to go in your corrections, bro. Okay, so... First thing, this is the easy one. So on, the, I think it was last episode we were talking about an Iron Fire list. I don't play Iron Warriors, but like my buddy Mosier does, and you know I've seen him play, and I kind of helped him write his list. And we were talking about somebody had some rhinos with multi melters on them, and I said you might consider swapping the multi melters for some Havoc launchers since they're like a one shot twin link barrage weapon to use, like so you could just fire these one offs. Uh, to get some tokens down without firing any of your good guns so that you could almost use them as like spotting shots or whatever. The problem is Havoc Launchers do not have Barrage. For whatever reason, I've thought they've had Barrage for a long, long time, and they don't. And like I said, it's not something that I've ever used. I just could have swore that they had Barrage, and our game club's been playing it that way for a long time. <laughs> so... um I told everybody that, and like even some of my other guys down here were like, really? I thought they had Barrage. And we went and looked, and I don't know where I picked that up from because I went back and looked at some of the older books because I thought maybe it was in an older book and they changed, but I was just probably, apparently I was just totally smoking crack because it was never Barrage, all the way back to when the weapon first came out in 3rd edition. Hmm. So... It used to be strength four, two shots. I did find that out, which is kind of weird, but it was never. For us. So, yeah. So there's that one. So then the so uh, Jason Tick uh, was he got on the Radio Free Espon, uh Facebook page and brought that up. He says he plays Iron Warriors. So I just want to thank Jason for setting me straight on that, and so that I could tell you guys. So you're not running Havoc launchers to do that, and then being told why are you running this? You're an idiot, and then blaming me. So if that's what you're planning on doing, stop what you're doing right now and don't do that because it doesn't work. <laughs> Somebody's like, I just bought all these fucking Havoc launchers. Right. Ugh. So then the other thing, on our YouTube channel, we've been posting those Just the Tips videos. And I posted one, I think it's the Dreadclaw Tactica video or Fire Sweep or something like that. So the, the what I was trying to do in the video was show you that a, when a Dreadclaw comes in, it does the if you choose to do the Fire Blast attack, that if you have friendly models out already, that you can hurt your own models. 
So that was really the purpose of the video. Plus, I was trying to show some other stuff. So the whole content of the video makes sense in what I was trying to tell you. But what I messed up in the video was I had two dread claws, and I was saying, if this dread claw comes in, and these guys, and you're wanting the guys to get out of this one to make sure that you drop the other one that the guys are going to stay in to do the fire blast before you drop the one in so you're staging it properly so you don't have guys get out and then immediately get heat blasted by the one that comes in next to it. Right. So the problem with that is when I... So in the video, I drop the dread call in that the guys are going to get out of and I do the heat blast attack and then get the guys out of the one that lands. You can't heat blast and disembark in the same turn. So I did right. one too many heat blasts in the video, basically. Okay. So I messed that up. So it's still like the the video makes sense other than that. I screwed that up. And then the other thing I thought about later, which nobody even brought this up, I just thought about it myself. The way dread calls work. So drop pods have a rule that as soon as they land, you're forced to disembark. And the way reserves work is you do one at a time. So like, like say you're going to get four drop pods. You place one scatter it and if it's a normal drop pod the guys get out and you have to resolve all that and then the next pod comes in and whatever a dread claw because you're not forced to get out the unit would just get out in the movement phase when it comes in you don't get out until you resolve all your other pods that come in does that make sense yeah so the scenario that i created wouldn't even work anyway because if I had a dread call come in with guys in it that I wanted to get out, they have to stay in it until all the other dread calls come in anyway. And then after all my reserves have come in, then they can get out. So really okay. in the video, the first dread call that I dropped, the guys got out of, it should have just been a normal drop pod. And if so if you imagine in your head that that's a normal drop pod, not a dread call, the entire video makes sense. It's just a very fancy drop pod. Right. And I typed all this up in the YouTube video. Like I said, hey, you know, uh, the guy who brought this up is William Lancaster. Um, he also was one of the main guys that was talking about the augury scanner thing that we've touched on in the past that I'm not going to get into. But I, I just want to, if I think William's a listener, so I just wanted to thank William for pointing that out and um, keeping us on the straight and narrow. So I went in and typed out uh, all the stuff in the comments. So if you watch the video, just read the comments and it'll steer you straight on what's going on. And maybe in the future, um, we could maybe reshoot that or whatever. The main problem I had, I'm not making excuses, but just to get everybody an idea of why stuff like that happens. I only have so many models. I only want to use painted models when I shoot those videos and I'm using my own stuff and I only have certain models painted for certain armies. So I would have, I really honestly did want to use a normal drop pod, but I don't have any normal drop pods for my word bearers. The only army I have drop pods painted for are salamanders. And then, but the only army I have stuff with models that can intercept are blood angels and I didn't want to do salamanders versus blood angels. So I use my <laughs> word bears, which don't have drop pods. So then you're trying to keep all this straight and shoot the video, like kind of on the fly where it seems natural. And then my wife is filming me and she's like impatient. Cause she wants to go eat or do what make me do housework or whatever. So I'm getting the look like hurry this up. So I got panicked and was trying to do too many things at once and just fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> at least you're honest. So that's what happens. But anyway, I tried to do it and make it like, you know, as by the book as possible and do it. You, you know, I try to do the best job I can, but, you know, sometimes you screw up. So <laughs> but if I screw something up, I'll admit it. No big deal. You know, it is what it is. People make mistakes all the time. 
just admit it and go on with your life. You know, instead of instead of hiding by the internet, say fight me, fucking fight me, tool. Yeah, that that's stupid. <laughs> I mean, if you're wrong, you're wrong about something. So I was wrong. So anyway, just read the comments there, and it tells you what I did wrong, so that you guys, you know, don't do the same mistakes that I did. Just use it as a learning experience. So good for you, Ryan. You're a bigger man. <laughs> I'm not that big. So. I'm only five eight. Um. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. Oh, and then, um, yeah. Did you want to go over any emails or save them for another show? That's it, man. We're done. That's all we got. Okay. I did want to say, I just got a very cool, like solar oxalis and I'm looking forward to going over. Uh, Yeah. I was going to bring that up. We're not going to do it this episode, but the cool thing is he says, I'm a a student in Terre Haute. That's only, uh, I think that's like 55 minutes from here. So he should come play with us. That he, if he's in Terre Haute, if he's in Terre Haute, he goes to ISU, uh, uh, Indiana State University, the Sycamores, terrible football team. Hopefully he's not a football player. I feel bad after saying that, but they're <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> so I love, dude. I love seeing some fucking solar oxalis, man. So we can go over that uh, next time. I actually have some funny ISU stories. I had an ex-girlfriend that went to school there, and – I got some funny ISU stories. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do with this list, though, Andrew, if you're listening right now? Uh, so we're definitely going to go over it next podcast. But uh, I'm also going to forward this list over to Josh over, you know, a TFL Josh. And on Wednesdays, they do a webcast on Warhammer30k.com, the TFL YouTube channel. Yep, and I'm gonna have him go over this list as well because he plays Solar Ox right now, and he actually just ran a a pretty hard hitting Solar Ox uh, army in this past event I just played. So they'll go over it live. We'll go over it too, but you know they'll they'll do something different. Like I'm, we won't tell them. Like so, listen to their list advice and then listen to our list advice too. Yes, sir. And then if ours is better, say Josh sucks, Ryan rules, so that we can read that out on our podcast and give Josh shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's sent <laughs> i sent it <laughs> so yeah definitely those guys are cool over there and if you like this you know our podcast you probably like the webcast too yeah, um you'll love it if you, you can just go to youtube and just type in 30k forgotten legion and it'll pop right up it's the first thing that comes up if or you, if you can type in warhammer30k.com and yep. go right if, to it well but some people don't remember that so i'm just giving them keyword search if you're a total luddite like me you like keywords <laughs> So, so, but we got, um, uh, we got other emails this week. We're just running out of time in this episode, but we got, uh, uh, a, uh, zone mortalis sons of Horus list that John sent in. He sent in a, uh, army before that we did a normal army, but he's wanting to do a zone mortalis list. We'll go over that next week. And then, um, uh, we got another one from, uh, uh, an alpha legion list from, uh, Cal C. C A I L Kale, Kale. Is that how you'd say that? Cal. Yeah. Kale. Yeah. Kale. Kale. Sure. Like a uh, Kyle. Kyle. Is it Kyle? It's K. Like weird C- words, Kyle. C A I L. Yeah, Kyle. <laughs> I don't know. Well, anyway, he's got an Alpha Legion coils of the Hydra list. We'll go over it. And then we got an email in from a. Uh, Where's the other guy? William Parker uh, wanting us to discuss the Legion champion a little bit more because he heard us poo-poo in it. 
So <laughs> we'll do all. We can do all that next week. We also got so. a, uh, a what do you call it? An email about the lotto wish listing from Mike okay. H. Well, it sounds like we got a lot of emails, so maybe we could do like a viewer episode next week, or maybe at least half the episode will be viewer since. Because this week we just had so much. There were so many releases. You had your Goalers event, plus all our normal segments. We just kind of didn't have enough time. And then then two weeks from now, maybe if the stars align why Michael is here, we could do a podcast face-to-face for the first time. Two of us for in the, the same first place. time. The first time. Like a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> so is that all you got? That's it, man. Just going to remind everybody to go check out the other Warhammer Horus Heresy podcasts out there. Uh, you got, of course, I me mean, always going to bring it up. The You got the Eye of Horus guys, the Varangian Heresy guys, the Northern Heresy guys. Uh, you got Geno 5-2. You got Covenant of Fire. You got Age of Darkness. You got After Olinor. You got Wolfkin. Wolfkin. And seize, seize the, the initiative. initiative. Seize, seize the initiative. Sorry, Sean. Sorry. <laughs> Messed up the name. Go check them out, guys. Man, they're all super cool dudes. Uh, like I said, I mean. Sean like a, had his event. Maybe we can get Sean on and have him go over his event soon. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm Covenant of Fire Jake wants to come on here. We were going to have a whole segment. We, we've already plotted out a whole segment. I don't know if you saw us in the chat talking about. Uh-oh. The biggest fucking thing that drives us crazy about 30k. We both have the same issue. Oh, as soon as he, as soon as he <laughs> dropped the one hint, I immediately went. I was like screaming at my phone as I was typing it. It's Vulcan's hammer, and then like, he was like, <laughs> "Yes!" And then we ranted and raved for like 35 minutes as to why fucking Vulcan's hammer isn't Mastercraft. So we're gonna give. We want Jake on here, and just we're gonna give him a 10 minute, just him one man rant show for 10 minutes about the hammer. About I told Vulcan's him I'm hammer not being mastercrafted. <laughs> yeah. Makes zero fucking sense. Badass dude. We'll get him on. We'll get him on, uh, next week, next week. We also have a uh, Gav Thorpe, man. We still haven't scheduled John French in, but that was mainly because we had like a weird schedule here the past couple weeks. I had a weird schedule. Let's be honest. It was my fault. Yeah. So anyway, so, but Gav said he's down to come uh, come on again. We Do I get to talk to him this time? Yeah, dude. That's he was my entry into the Black Library. We've talked about this. The first ever Black Library book I ever read was the Last Chancers novel that he wrote. Well, you oh. can tell him that to his ear, to his ear, not to his <laughs> face. Did Did you? Uh, uh, we'll we'll talk about it. we'll talk about it offline and on the okay. on the show. Yep. So that's all I got, man. Me too. We're gonna close it out. We're going to bring it too close. Appreciate you guys. And uh, yep. y'all have a good one. Later, guys. Later.